So when did you know that, all right, this this is over. This is this is done. I mean, besides you walking down the aisle. discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective even though our perspectives might not be shared all right so this episode is a special one that i had to re-record the intro because the intro that you're gonna hear wasn't good and it was like kind of like my first time doing it Uh, but anyway this deserves a proper introduction for one it's because it's my first non merit at first sight recap episode and two well there's three reasons two um i wanted to show you the other facet of what this podcast is going to be about where again yes we're i'm going to continue having merit at first sight recaps because again i love the show and i will continue to recap them Um, but also um I, yeah, again, I just wanted to show the other side of what I am going to be talking about in terms of various subjects under the umbrella of love, whether that's positive or negative and everything in between. But this one is about love. And three, I want to do a proper introduction is because I've known these people for 20 years and they deserve a proper introduction. <laughs> So I've done, in the past, I've done many episodes regarding like failed love and the ones that got away, being divorced and breaking free of that, religion and relationships, does the one really exist, and finding the one after the one. And this episode encompasses all of that. And I am so happy that they allowed me to record them. This is just, this was just a really special episode and i and i thought that it wasn't going to go as long as it did but it did and we just kept going we just wanted to keep going and i just wanted to just capture everything that they wanted to tell me in their lives and how they got from one place to where they are now so i've known this couple angel and elise for 20 years essentially i met them in high school And, you know, we're nearing, either nearing or we are in our 40s. And they have just, they knew each other back then. And then life happened, as we all know. And they have not rekindled their love, but finally wanted to go against the grain and fight for their love. And see that, yeah, we should be together. And their story is magnificent and every day on instagram they just proclaim their love and share their love to each other and to the world to show you that yes despite everything that you've gone through you can and will find love or you know what true love really is and this is what 
it is. And they're not gloating in any fashion. They're not saying like, ha we got love and you don't. Peace, bitches. <laughs> you know, they're not doing any of that stuff. They're just showing you that with proper cultivation within yourself and just believing that you will find somebody and make it through. Well, just make it through in life. You will be able to get that special partner and that support system and you'll have your best friend you'll have your best lover you'll have your best partner and it'll, and all that struggle will be worth it and to me as an outsider I'm like man it's something to inspire to because again I've been through the trenches as well emotionally and I I mean again if it's not in the cards it's not in the cards but I cannot wait to achieve a level of happiness that they do with each other it's it's a magnificent sight to see so um i can't wait to get this episode started so without further ado please listen and enjoy and i hope you learn something from it all right so on with the show Inquisitive Nobody Podcast, where I share my experiences with you guys, even though our shared experiences might not be shared. So today is a special day. You know, I, 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 we've been trying to do this for a long time, so uh, we finally got it done. You know, we we checked our calendars and all that good stuff, and we got <laughs> we got situated. But no, like this is this is gonna be a really great episode. Um, I have my first guests, so this is super awesome on, on, my, on this podcast. Uh, you see one of them going crazy right now. It was so cool. But but first, let me let me um intro, introduce the title of this episode, and I think you're gonna appreciate this. And it's called "Love Twenty Years Later: A New Elise on Life." <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm here with oh my goodness, longtime friends, uh Elise and Angel. How are you guys doing? So good. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, we're, we're we're doing fabulous. I mean, that's why I feel like podcasts. You should say stuff like that, right? You know, you just, I want to sound a little bougie today. <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted to uh, have them on the podcast because, as you know, uh, I, I'll i just admit it. I'm completely obsessed with relationships and no, <laughs> knowing the minutia of things and le- learning about people's stories and all that stuff. It, it, I don't, it just fascinates me to no end. And their story, I am still just amazed by how it has come to fruition like seriously me too (laughs) (laughs) we are too all the time you know what i mean so it it, it's just a fascinating story so i was um i'll tell i'll tell a little short story before i pass it off to them just to say uh, what was going on so of course i've known them since high school 
right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Junior high school. Oh, yes, yes. Angel, junior. Yeah, I've known him for junior high school. So, like, what? Tw- tw- 25 years or something yeah, like that? That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I, again, I, I didn't know too much of, like, you guys back then or whatever. But, like, yeah, you guys seem cool or whatever. But then <laughs> I, I started seeing just, like, your relationship just blossomed through like Instagram. I, I remember one time cause I knew that, um, you know, you were married, uh, at least you were married and you know, you had your, like your baby mom stuff. And it's like, all right, then something happened, you know, something happened with the both of you. And then all of a sudden, Oh yeah. Uh, Angel is rapper. And I would see him like in the studio, just chilling and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, bloop, like, like Elise was there and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like they're hanging out. Blah, blah, blah. That's great. And then like, you know, picture by picture, they're getting closer and closer. I'm like, the hell? <laughs> I was like, what's, what's going on? And then like more pictures, like I love her. I love him. And I'm like, what? What? They're together? What? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. Just, just seriously, just mind blown. Just, just watching it just unfold that way and then he's like oh he's my forever and all this stuff <laughs> I'm just like you baby <laughs> and I'm just like oh my god and then you know inspirational quote after quote and then boom you know like like you're that, that whole it felt like it was like overnight like bam you know I love this girl bam I got a house bam I got four new kids <laughs> you know and then bam we're married I'm like oh my god and like it was so amazing and we're gonna run the whole gamut through but um I just want to first thank you guys for inviting me into your home Aww. and seeing your Absolutely. lovely family yeah. oh, thank you yeah. and thank you so much for being on the show and wanting to just talk about this relationship i thank you very much thank you seriously absolutely yeah our pleasure yeah so like hmm i don't even know necessarily where to start because i knew uh, and okay so this is again so i didn't necessarily know at least too too much um back in high school but i mean we were were cool you know like we knew of each other of course and She's lucky that this is that this isn't a video podcast because I do have pictures of her and I <laughs> where she's super small, like y'all trying to be she's all still cool. small. <laughs> nah, but trying to be all cool, you know, like posing for like uh, on the on the freaking um the back wall of our in the hallways in yeah. school and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my god, but you know, it, it was funny. But but then I remember you obviously getting married but and please correct me if i'm wrong you got married to a pastor correct i did yeah so this is when i used to be on facebook and i was like whoa like i didn't know that she was like into the church like that <laughs> you know to like to get oh with. you pray pray <laughs> yeah, right? yeah exactly not like oh you know jesus i need an a for this test you're like nah like you're my savior <laughs> you know what i mean one hand in the air <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying but the church had it and all that stuff so i was just like wow that that's crazy so like if you don't mind like just how explain how you got to that <laughs> okay so like the short story is yeah please i was i ran the gamut right so out of high school I had a couple crazy relationships. I was in an abusive relationship physically. Oh, wow. Um, and then after that, 
I, I was like, I, I don't know. I was not really super protected in high school. You know, I wasn't, I didn't come from a house where I, I could do pretty much anything I wanted all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an adult, I just really enjoyed going out and, you know, doing all of that. And then at one time I was at a club with a girlfriend and um, my drink got drugged. And wow. I started like falling on the ground in New York City. And you know me a little bit. So you see, I don't really like dirt, right? So picture me in the middle of July walking down a street in New York City and telling my girlfriend, like, I'm just going to sit here. I can't move anymore. I'm yeah. just, just going to sleep here. So that's how bad it was. I just felt like I lost control of my body. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't move. Um, and when my girlfriend and I were walking up to the club, uh, several drug dealers, like, tried to solicit us on our way in. Oh, my God. So on the way out, it's later, you know, it's sketchier. Um, and she was kind of messed up too, but not as bad because she had uh, done other drugs, right, before. Right, so it right. wasn't as bad for her. Yeah. Or whatever they put in my drink was stronger. Whatever the case was, I was like really messed up and she wasn't as bad. Um, but instead of us being picked up and who knows what could have done what could have happened to me because by the time i got to the car i was completely passed out like there was no waking me up right um so a couple came walking down the street picked me up carried me to the car took my phone called my boyfriend at the time waited for us in there and um you know anything could have happened she fell asleep i was passed out Mm -hmm. uh my boyfriend at the time came down grabbed her car and I just kept coming to, but I really didn't come to till seven o'clock that night. And that oh, was boy. like one o'clock in the morning. Mm-mm. So after that, I was like, you know, I really feel like God spared me um, mm-hmm. that day. You mm-hmm. know, like it, that wasn't a fun experience, but it's nowhere near what, what I know could have happened. Sure. Um, and so after that, like, I don't know, maybe like two weeks later, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to church because I just feel like I need to thank God for sparing me and really just that was the start of my relationship with Jesus and that was the end of it I didn't really look back I just felt like I had so much to be thankful for Mm -hmm. and that was it and so then after that I met uh, my ex-husband and he was actually my sister's youth pastor okay Um, and so my mom and I have kind of like a funny relationship and um, it's not always the greatest right so I really just always wanted to please her so she loved him he was my sister's youth pastor. She felt like he was this amazing man. And so he definitely right off the bat wanted to date me. I was a little more uncertain. I, I was just a new Christian and right. felt like, you know, I wasn't even really attracted to him. Like, I just, I wasn't sure. So he kept pursuing me and my mom was like, you need to date him, you know? So finally we went out and I actually didn't really like him very much at first, to be honest. <laughs> so he's like ready to marry me, right? And sure. I'm like, hmm. I think we should break up, right? <laughs> that's, so that's what happened. He asked me asked me to meet his parents, and I broke up with him. Um, and then that whole time, my mom was like, you know, you really need to date this man. And I felt like, you know, maybe at this point, I just thought he's a good guy, right? I had dated all these not good guys, right. th- these drug dealers and this guy that beat me and all these horrible choices, right? So I thought... Maybe I need to listen to her and do something that is outside of my norm. Sure. But 
something that seems like the right decision, right? He's a pastor. He's obviously has this high moral code is full of integrity. And so, and I honestly, 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 and this is a horrible thing to admit, but I just felt like, you know, if people in other countries can like have these, um, you know, marriages where they're told who to arranged marriage. Thank you. Yeah. And they can learn to love each other. Then that's what will happen. Right. So I came at the relationship from a different perspective and was just like, okay, we're, um, I'm just going to see if I can learn to love him. Right. And okay. so we started dating and he knew I wasn't super crazy and, into him, you know, right. Um, he wanted to be married and I really did want to be married and settle down and have a family. And sure. so, um, he just decided it well, if we're going to date and you know, this is what God has for us and you know, we'll get married and yada, yada. And so we did and that I went into it knowing that I wasn't really super fully into it but I felt like it's a good choice right because he fits all the checklists and just right. like you said high moral code code uh, into Jesus and you want to be into Jesus so like all these things yeah what could go wrong right and I felt like really like well I think he felt like he was this knight in shining armor coming on his white horse to save the little sinner girl, you know, but I felt like that too. So I let him feel like that. And I felt like, Oh, I'm finally making my mom happy, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, doing something that she wants me to do the whole time. I wasn't excited. I actually cried the whole way down the aisle, not in like an excited, like in a, I probably knew then it wasn't a good choice, but, I sobbed the way down the aisle, like wow. not in like an excited, oh it was gosh. not a great, yeah. As to the point where his sis, angel sister was my maid of honor and oh. she was like, stop crying. Cause I'm <laughs> at the altar and I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh my God. Ugly it wasn't good. <laughs> Ugly it was crying. really bad. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. She was like, pull yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was the emotions of the day, but. I, really I mean, just, it could have been a factor. I'm sure it was a factor, but I, I really was But the main like, reason was like, this yeah. isn't it. Yeah. And my mom told me then, like, we're walking down the aisle. My mom walked me down the aisle and she was like, you know, you don't have to do this. And I was like, it's a little late right, yeah, I'm right already, now. I'm already here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, we're doing this. <laughs> oh, you tell me now? <laughs> <Right>. Now. <laughs> Maybe three months ago, that would have been great. Oh, my but. goodness. That's crazy. So... Okay, so you didn't want to do it, but you did it. You powered it on through. Yeah. So how was it like being a preacher's wife, pastor's <laughs> wife? So um, I was the worst pastor's wife ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they, people in churches always wanted to change who I was. They, You know, I didn't fit the mold. Like, I don't play piano. I don't say the right things. I don't smile at everybody. I don't wear the right clothes. Singing the chorus. And the so, yeah. <laughs> So our first, actually, his position in New York, I'm like 50-50 on the fact that they probably fired him because he married me and because I was so outspoken. And, like, I had was running a group for teenage girls, but very much, like, just um, saying all the things. We were talking about sex. We were doing all things that they didn't really love, you know, but I, I felt like it was important to sit down and talk to teens about. And so, anyway, we came home from our honeymoon and... Um, he got fired the mm. next day when he went to work. And so after from his uh, home from that church. church yeah. Right. And then after that, we went out to a church in central Pennsylvania or Western Pennsylvania, but it was like, 
super rural, very cow country. I was like stalking people in the grocery store that I would hear speaking Spanish because everybody was white. Right. And it was just like culture shock in a bad way. Mm -hmm. And I felt very isolated. And the church, they didn't, they liked me like I was, oh, look at the cute city girl that's out here, but not like, let's accept you, except for one woman in the church. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the church just wasn't very welcoming. And I was never going to be who they expected or wanted or. And that was pretty much what happened until I came into my own, mm-hmm. you know, as what I was gonna willing to do and not willing to do. And, you know, right. I just wasn't a great pastor's wife. Well, first off, shout out to that one woman that had Elise's back. That's that's cool <laughs> that you did that. Um, I do remember one time on, on Facebook where you had to address something that happened I remember, I don't, obviously I don't know the whole story. So if it jogs your memory, please let us know. But I remember you, you were in, you were in your bathroom and, and you were like, (laughs) all right, I'm gonna have to address this. And and it was about over a song, like whatever song, like a secular song. Yeah. And they're like, listen. I could play whatever I want. Like you were just getting in the camera. You were just like, listen, I don't know why everybody is judging me over this song or whatever, but I know I'm messing up the story. So please, if you remember. Yeah, by that time, I was over all of it, right? right? At that point, I just felt like this is who I am. I am who I am. And I feel like, um, yes, we try to be better and you try to do the right thing. But I've, in churches so many times, there's such a pressure and such a push to be fake Yes. And I just, I hated that yes. part of it. I felt like, listen, I am who I am and God is working on me and I want him to always work on me. But in the meantime, I'm not going to pretend that I'm something that I'm not. Yeah. And so I was laughing that day. I remember clear as day because I was shocked at the people that came out of the woodwork to tell me off because I was in the bathroom getting ready, listening to Sean Paul. And my ex was in another room listening to like Nirvana, somebody I didn't yes. even know. Like I don't listen to that kind of music, right? Right. So I'm like, this is the difference between us, right? This right here is <laughs> who we are at our core. Yes, I remember and, that now. Yeah. And then people started like, you know, you are responsible for other people. There's teenagers that look up to you. I cannot believe that you're talking about this kind of music and. Like, I mean, the nasty messages that I got, never mind even the comments on the post. Yeah. And then... There were people who came up to you? The, oh, no. They were messaging me. Oh, okay. Um, they, uh, people unfriended me, like told me off, went to his boss. Mm-hmm. Ministry is one of the few places where they hire one person and expect the other person to work for free. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. still, they feel like they can control everything that's said. And by that time, I was not having it. Yeah. So the pastor of the church actually came over to address me like he was going to. And he walked in the door and I was like, no. And he was like, (laughs) oh, but, you know, I'm like, no, nope. So he's like, you don't even know. I'm like, no, I do know. You came over here to tell me to take the post down or apologize and I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. Yeah. And he was like, but, you know, it's just so nope. (laughs) <laughs> so he was like, I don't, and every time I was like, no, no. And then Dustin came home. He was furious. He's like, just take it down. I'm like, I am not. <laughs> I am not because this is what's wrong with churches. Like, I'm not doing it. And if right. you are listening to it, so it, it's okay for you to listen to it in secret 
as long as nobody knows. Right. But the fact that I put it out is yeah. a problem. Like, I'm not okay with that. Either don't listen to it, right? Sorry. Don't believe that it's okay to listen to it at yeah. all. Yeah. Or believe that it's okay and then be okay with that, right? It's either one or the other. All this in secret stuff is so crazy. Yeah. And just not how I live my life. So, mm-hmm. but by that time, we were like fighting all this. It was just, it was already unraveling and I was just being more myself and nobody could handle it so (laughs) so when did you know that all right this this is over this is this is done i mean besides you walking down the aisle (laughs) 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 no it's it's not i mean you're speaking your truth it it, it. it's not it i'm gonna interject here go ahead please so we're going to let you in on a little secret, right? <laughs> oh, God. Something nobody knows. Either. Oh, and, and you're willing to share. Oh, <laughs> the yo, exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Yo, Martini, drop some bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the sound effect. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. Nah, um, so when she had gotten, when she had gotten engaged, um, okay. I remember hearing about it, right? And seeing her in her seeing her in the relationship and just kind of seeing um you know the interaction and just knowing her for so many years even at that point yes knowing who she was and then knowing seeing what he was i didn't really know him as a person right and i, I wanted to believe he was a good guy because that's what she would tell me and her family would tell me right sure and i remember him friending me on uh facebook and i was like oh well i mean i know him through you so i was like all right You're right f- sure that was just because he didn't trust me <laughs> okay <laughs> go on <laughs> it gets deep <laughs> all right no, but um but at one point i remember speaking to, so my sister and at least were like best friends in high school right right so they were really close I remember speaking to my sister at one point and telling her like you should talk to elise like i don't think this is the best decision for her right not because i'm trying to hate on her or their relationship you know, and, and I, I knew about her even in her Rocky relationships prior to that, right? But, you know, marriage is a big commitment, obviously. Yes, right? it is. And I had already been going through my situation because I was married before she was, right? So I never knew that. <laughs> exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, so I was married to, like, the, my high school sweetheart. Right? Oh, okay. So, like, the person I went to the prom with, who I was a senior year, like... She didn't go to our school. Oh, all right. I was like, who was he? <laughs> I was like, I'm trying yeah, to figure out. She went to North Frogland. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> you know, I like the token Spanish guy, so I had to go to North Frogland where the Spanish people were, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> so, yeah, so I had... I, I kind of already would, knew what it was you know what marriage entails and 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 the complexity to it right so sure um i know if they're not on the same page it's destined to fail like that's how i felt you know and i'm really like kind of when it comes to stuff like that it's really cut and dry right right so anyway i told my sister and she was like i'm not getting involved in anybody's life which (laughs) it's kind of ironic if you know my sister right Right. (laughs) (laughs) she usually has an opinion a strong one (laughs) but um she was like you tell her and i'm like oh like that's not me. I don't. I don't really get involved in people's sure, stuff. Sure. Yeah. But I kept having this gut feeling, like one of those things that, you know, me and her didn't talk on a regular basis. And I'm just like driving, and it come in my head like oh, I felt so guilty. Yeah. Like I felt guilty as a friend that I knew something. Like in my heart, like I felt something and we didn't say something. Sure. Right? Sure. So one day I just call her randomly, and she was shocked. I know she was shocked that I'm just calling her right out of nowhere. Like, hey, what do I know with this? Uh, yeah. You know, miracle too, right? Yeah. 
And so I tell her, I'm like, listen, I know you're engaged. I don't think you should get married. Mm-hmm. Right? She's like, why? I was like, I just get this really crazy gut feeling. Mm-hmm. I know you. It doesn't seem like you and him um, are on the same page. You know? I, I don't know what his end motives is because I don't know him. Yeah. But I know you as a person, you know, and as a friend. And I just, you guys, when I see you together, you don't have that, like, click you know, like, you know, when you see a couple together, you're like, oh, they get it, right? This wasn't the case, you know? And I'm telling yeah. her, I'm like, Look, I just came out of a marriage. And I, I I know what it is to fail. And I was like, I felt I felt guilty that I failed that marriage. Like, I felt really bad that of it didn't work out. Because I, I never wanted to be that person to get divorced, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I talked to her. And we had a long, really long conversation, right? I was like, yo, listen, you need somebody to talk to. If you just want to get away or do something, whatever, just... Call me, honestly. Yeah. Like, I know we're not close to that extent at the time. Yeah. But I feel like you need somebody to step up because I almost felt like everybody else is just, like, pushing, like, escorting her down, like, sure. the plank, you know? <laughs> like, you don't see those, you know, <laughs> Sharks piranhas in the water, in yeah. the water yeah. like, you yeah. know? It's like, yeah. to, the, to, the, to the regular eye, you wouldn't see a piranha, right? But if you sure. look closely, you'll see them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like that. And not saying, I'm not really trying to tarnish the name that he's like a bad person or whatever. But right. yeah. at, that, you know, at that time, I didn't know him. So I didn't, wasn't making judgments. I just knew it. I, I felt like it wasn't right. Yeah. So she was like, you know, what everybody does. You know, you defend your situation. She's like, no, it's a good thing. He's a good guy. So I told her, I said, listen, I respect it. You know, I'm never going to be against you guys. I'm always be your friend. I just feel like I needed to tell you that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know if anybody, she's like, you're the only person, the only person that's told me that. So I'm like, wow. In my head, I'm thinking, there's a lot of people that are just sitting back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, again, they don't want to interfere, you know, even though they, yeah. they're thinking what, exactly what you're thinking. It's not my life. To right, dictate like, what it's you, not your, my place to say something exactly, right? so. and, and normally I I probably would have been closer to that because we weren't in such a close relationship, like we weren't had that friendship. But sure. in this situation, I, it was just like I had just a bad guilty feeling, right? And yeah, it, you know, we look back at it now, it's like yo, maybe we knew something about each other that we didn't back then. Like not that we were trying to get together because we weren't, but it was just like, um, you know, I just always valued her character. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when you value somebody, you just you don't want to see something bad happen to them, right? Sure. It's like you know, like, watch out for the car when you're crossing the street. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you don't care about the person. You're like, doo, 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 oh man, <laughs> that guy almost got it. You know. <laughs> so um, so anyway, right. so when all that was happening, I, I was like the only person that told her, do don't do it. You know, that's crazy. Him and, and my godmother, I have to say, she was like, I really think even if you're meant to marry him, I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You just have such a desire to please your mom that you're really doing this for her. Everything, this whole wedding, everything is about her and none of it is about you. And when is it going to be about you? Right. You know? And so, but I I even forgot about that until recently when she told me. And then I was like, oh yeah, she did tell me that. Yeah. Um, Because she knew me, like she really gets me. So. Right. She understood that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so. I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. I felt that was like something that was important in how our friendship blossomed at that point. Sure, no, absolutely. So that yeah. was like a key point for us to actually. We didn't talk often. Yeah. So when we talked, it was like a good amount, and and sometimes not even on the phone, but just like chatting online or whatever, sure. or texting, and it would be long conversations, really elaborate about where we were in life, and mm-hmm. kind of like we always asked each other's opinion, or you know, sometimes you just needed somebody that 
wasn't going to give you judgment, right? And just wanted sure. to listen and be like, ah, you know, listen, try this or maybe this works or whatever. And that's kind of like what we were for each other, like through all the years that happened, you know, and, and I was an advocate for her making it work. Like I really, you're in it now, right? You're married now. So yeah. listen, you got to try, mm-hmm. like, you got to work hard. Like this isn't going to be easy. Like she'll be like, oh, you know, things are getting kind of tough. I don't know what, you know, buckle down. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would be that friend. Like, nah, it's, you, you're not copping out of a marriage. Like, this isn't like you're dating somebody. <laughs> yeah, like, right. And then, you know, now she has kids. Like, yo, you got kids, right? So yeah. you give your life for your kid, then maybe you should be in a relationship for your kid. You know what I mean? Like, sure. even if it's not ideal, right? And it was kind of like that scenario um, until at one point, just the stories just started getting a little bit more, you know. And I don't know if she was just telling me more, you know, because maybe she was holding things back because she did protect them for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was kind of like the the cloak or whatever over everything. And um, and I just started hearing more stories where I was like, all right, so now it's different than just protecting a marriage. Now it's like, where do you draw the line of staying in something that's not healthy for not only you, but maybe the kids, right? Sure. A lot yeah. of arguing, not seeing eye to eye, being in different places, not being there for each other, you know, like just... A lot of those things started. I started hearing them in her stories, and she wasn't directing it that way. Mm-hmm. But I can hear it like you could read between the lines. Type sure, of thing, you know. Yeah. And then that's when I started seeing more of more those things. And then I guess you yeah. could finish the story <clears throat> how you finally knew or whatever. So you know, throughout the years, there was always stuff, and um, I started realizing he was struggling with like mental health stuff, and mm-hmm. it just got worse and worse. And every time we when I had Ariana, there was a point where I was like, oh, this is bad. You know, like, this is not going to work. I actually went to my mom's house for a while, but that's not really a great situation for me either. And I felt like, I don't know what's worse, you know, and, and I felt like as a Christian, it was my responsibility to make this work and no matter what the cost. And then on top of that, he's a pastor. And now we have this ministry that's like another kid, you know, and so I just I felt like you just make it work. You make it work, right? So then... So much pressure. So much pressure. So much pressure. So then Tori comes, and now this is years later, and and I just felt like, you know, it was me and the kids. Like, it was us, and then there was him, and then there was the church. And in that church, it was like great that church was crazy for us mm-hmm. horrible and i was left all the time i was made the scapegoat people were cursing me out in church like i mean it was i was the one that got took the brunt of everything wow. i they started a whole other ministry of what we were doing on top of a, like oh i my mean goodness. crazy stuff right but i never felt like he had my back ever wow right so i was always very very lonely um, then we adopted Elijah and traveled to Ethiopia and even bringing him home. I brought him home by myself cause he was launching another church at the time. Oh my so he couldn't come with me. So I traveled with a girlfriend took you know, went to the embassy by myself, found out that he had all these other illnesses by myself. Um, traveled 18 hours home with him by myself, took him to all the doctor's appointments, everything I was doing by myself. Um, and then when he passed away, because, you know, there's some, there's something about that pastoral personality that likes, or, or maybe not likes, but just is in the limelight. Right. So I'm picking out burial plot, you know, or coffins and meeting with stuff. And he's making a video for the church explaining what happened. And at that point I was like, I think I hate this guy. Like not (laughs) not only are we struggling, but I really felt so much on my own, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And so 
all of it happens with him and then we were still fostering and then Jasmine, my baby, the third girl, her birth mom knew me because of the work that I did in the community. And by this time I was doing a lot of stuff on my own. Like I was working with the boys and girls club and doing stuff that really made me feel good about myself and the kind of serving I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so her birth mom approached me about adopting her. Wow. She was pregnant. And so we ended up doing this whole thing together. I, she used to laugh and say that um, I was her baby's father. And that's what <laughs> it felt like. Like it was me, the two girls and her. And I was taking her to the appointments. And, you know, like we were just together all the time. Mm-hmm. I was there when the baby was born. She asked me to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was not really around, you know. And then she got pregnant again. And right before our last baby was born um i actually we went down to visit some friends in north carolina and at that point on the way back i think it was like a nine hour car ride and the whole nine hours we were talking and i was telling him like if you don't go see a therapist our marriage is over like there's no more protecting you i can't do this anymore because no matter what we do you're miserable we're now in the fourth situation, you know, the fourth church, yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole different city for the fourth time right. with four, you know, well, that, at that point it was three kids now Yeah. and you're always miserable. Like, and there's nothing that anybody can do that's going to make you happy. You have to figure that out. And I cannot just sit here anymore. Um, and then Brooke came, CPS called us about Brooke being born and needing somebody to take her from the NICU. So that got put on the back burner and he just kind of ignored that. Cause now we needed to take yeah. Jasmine's sister. And I just felt like, all right, I, I couldn't let myself know that she was out there and needed somebody and not take her, mm-hmm. right. Take her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because initially she wasn't going to mm-hmm. adopt the fourth child. Right. Right. So, and and even though when she found out, you know, obviously she knew it was her sister, right, biological yeah. by the mom. Right. Um, it was still like, are we gonna do a fourth child? There was a scenario knowing everything was gonna happen. Sure. So, the you know the birth mom actually was going to parent. Yep. And I was to gonna help her. And mm-hmm. they were gonna work it out like this. So, it didn't happen the way it happened with Jasmine as far as the transition when she just came into the home. It was almost like not expected. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. then. The mom kind of opted out with personal reasons, and then before we knew, before they knew it, um, now she's going into the system. Yeah. So to get her, they end up having to foster to then adopt in the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you have to set that in stone before the birth, because if not, you know, if it's there's any gray area, the baby's going to the system. So wow, that's a lot to take in while all this is happening with her and her life. You know. Yeah. So and things were like bad at the house and. I felt like I wasn't, we weren't connecting. There was no attention. We really couldn't even stand each other. Like literally people would hang out with us and be like, wow, you guys don't really like each other very much, do you? (laughs) (laughs) But like, not so much, right? And then, but we were still serving in church together. And and then it started to affect me. Like I felt like I I don't even want to be here and see you doing all this and being a pastor when one, I'm begging you to pray with us. You can't. You know, you're never home. Like, just none of the things were happening at home. And it was a mess. And so then in that transition, he was sleeping downstairs. We were basically living separate lives. Right, yeah. But going to church together. And that's oh how that gosh. was. 
Um, and then he started like sounds like an episode of Greenleaf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically what it was. No, facts. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Jeez. And then um, so we're like living separate lives, which then caused him to like just start to lose it, you know. So he was. I had given him access to all my social media and told him, you know, if you're uncomfortable, you can see everything I'm doing. I'm not worried because I'm on my phone a lot because I work from my phone. So I am on there 24 seven. Um, and so, you know, so, but then he was like reading messages between my girlfriends and I and yelling at me about stuff that was happening with them that they were saying it was just crazy. Right. So then I took him off my phone and then he was going like, really, it was bad. There were, there were times when I was like afraid, yeah. you know, and there one night he was upset about something and I actually texted my mom and another friend and was like, you know, if something happens to me tonight, I just want you to know that it's this, wow. you know, and then at that point people were seeing that he was like just unhappy and losing it unraveling yeah and so i knew we we just kept saying we just have to make it to brooks adoption right (laughs) which is not nice and you know but it's what it was we just have to make it like let's just not kill each other until she's adopted and then we'll see what happens Mm. and he would always say we're divorcing after she she gets adopted right and i'm like probably you know (laughs) like (laughs) he he told me he was going to therapy and wasn't which was a huge like just so trust um, issues yeah so like the betrayal Betrayal. of that was so deep you know and and because you're still trying to make it work even though it you shouldn't have (laughs) but now he's like well i'm not even trying yeah and then the whole thing with like the all the posts on social media to still make it and at some point i felt like this is disgusting like it's not just even trying to protect our marriage anymore now it's just this whole fake hypocrisy thing and i can't stand it and so i think when i finally knew knew it was done was my sister was in an almost fatal accident oh wow and you know we weren't really spending any time together he was taking the youth to california um and my brother calls me in the middle of the night and tells me my sister's been hospitalized and so i'm calling him he's not answering his phone he does i don't talk to him until he gets to california right which is the next day and um you know i had made all these arrangements for the girls cuz you know there's four of them and they were both babies so it's a lot for people so we split them up between two or i split them up between two houses and he's like well I guess you can go. I'm like, guess I can go. I'm here. Nobody's asking for your <laughs> permission. Right. My right. sister almost died in an accident. Nobody needs your permission to see her, you know. And at yeah. that point, I was like, this, we're done. There's no coming back from this. Right. Um. And then things just escalated and got worse, and eventually it got physical, and I kicked him out, and that was the end of that. So. Wow, that is nuts. I mean, but I, uh. I assume that your kids still see him, right? They no? do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were so happy when we finally separated my... Really? Yeah. So my older ones, because they had seen us fighting all the time. And so my second daughter is very... She like feeds the room, like reads the energy in the room, right? So she spent all this time just feeling anxious mm-hmm. and would hear us fighting and come run to make sure I was okay and spent all this time just on eggshells. We all were on eggshells, but especially her. So when he left the next day, she told me, she was like six. 
she was like, you know, I love daddy, but I am so glad he doesn't live here because he oh, wow. was angry all the time and I was worried about you. Mm. You know, and so everybody, once he left, and I, he's not a horrible person. It just wasn't good for us, you right, know. Right, right. But once he left, we were all like able to breathe, do, you know. Do they have a good rapport with him? They they're working on it. Yeah, it's okay. not bad. He's living with his parents and his parents are very helpful also and he gets them on, you know, every time he's supposed to have them, he has them mm-hmm. and they do stuff together and Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Wow. And, and I think um the progression even even through our relationship with them um I've seen it get so much better. You know, like yeah. him communicating um you know the interaction between Elise and him, yeah, uh, and being able to come to agreements, yeah, like it's it's gotten like so much better, right? Good. So it's gotten to the point where we're actually like, we can have conversations, you know. Yeah. And we've recently even sat down and had dinner together. Oh, that's good for, for the children. It was right. like a birthday or whatever, and sure. you know, it was it was a pleasant time. Like we had conversation. It was you know nice, and and we got to the place where we didn't know if we were ever gonna get to. Like it was right. it was hard at the beginning, mm-hmm. so you can't even imagine that ever. Mm-hmm. But once you once we got we've gotten there, we've gotten to that point, like, you know, you just take a step back and be like, Wow, we've we've come a long way and it's you know, for whatever reason, you know, divorce isn't isn't something to be glorified. I, I don't even think it should be an escape route for most people, but right. um but if it needs to happen for whatever reasons, you know, it's nice to see like there was like a little bit of a silver lining, you know, yeah. like, the relationship not not might have, you know, was not good, but um, they were able to salvage co-parenting. At yes. this point, it seems like it's it's there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, divorce. I don't, I don't like divorce being used as a, an escape route, too. But once it you get to the point where it is a necessity. Mm-hmm. You're glad that it is there, that it, there is an option. Well, okay, I don't have to be with this person for the rest of my life. Because right. some people just do it out of pride. You know, they'll stay in like mm-hmm. 30, 40-year marriages, just miserable. But sometimes because yeah. they're, they're told or forced, like it's family yeah. or religion. You or know like, you know, I got to do, I gotta do this. Gotta, you know? yeah, and you're yeah. like, no, you're, you're, you're so depressed. Get out. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? So I completely understand. But so... <laughs> With Angel, I mean, we were talking about this before. Like mm-hmm. the la- the last time I saw you, you know, was at in Airmont at a yeah. CVS. I was going to a CVS the middle of the night. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. It was like two in the morning. I'm like, fancy meeting you here. Yeah, I'm like, lot. yeah, I'm like getting something, and then I'm like, I see this dude, you know, all posted up on his car, you know, and I'm just like, Angel, <laughs> and he's like, Martini. And I was like, Whoa, what is man and, and even before that, I don't even know the last time I saw you, bro. Like, I really don't. But I do. Oh, I oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I remember we were. Uh, I ran into you leaving GameStop in the Palisades Mall. That's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran. I, was, I was with the boys, but I ran into you and we're like, right. you know, I haven't seen you. And probably from then. From then, that was, was probably high. like high school, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. And I remember, you know, we caught up and. I think we were talking about some release. It might have been like Vice City or something like that. That's how long it was. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. We were like, yo, it's like, oh, this is coming out. It's just trying to do this and this and that. How you been? And we are talking about, you know, kind of like just adult life after high school. Right? Sure, just yeah. catching up. Um, but we've, I think we've always had a good relationship. So yeah. even though time hasn't, with big gaps of time happened between those things, it was always yeah. like normal. Like it yeah. didn't feel like it was that long ever really. Yeah, you know? exactly. So like yeah, so I see you, and then you know we're just chopping it up, talking and stuff. But like you, you kind of had like a, 
you know, kind of like a whole humness about you. And I was like, dude, what's up, man? It's my baby mom's, yo. I was like, oh, damn, you got one of those? <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, man, yo, it's just, can't see my kids, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, for real? It's like that? And you're like, yeah. And we never really got into it, but you were just in a bad spot. And I was like, man, you know, I, I just hope things like work out for you, bro, because you were, you know, even with that little talk, I know you weren't in a right mental space, you know, because you just wanted to see your kids. So, like, can you just, like, elaborate on your side of things? Yeah. Um, so, like I mentioned earlier, I had been married, right? So, that relationship was a really long relationship, right? It was, like, eight years, almost nine years, Oh, right? wow. How, um, how old were you? When I got married? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 20. Two. Oh, okay. But I had a. But you were. In, I was, you I was were with her since, for like since high school. Seventeen. So seventeen to when? Twenty three. No, you said. By the time we got split up, I was twenty four. So no, seven, 24, 25 when I when so we. So seventeen twenty. Oh yes. Yeah. So, so okay, eight years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, we have we had gone through obviously our senior year of high school. We went through, uh, all of college, right? Which right. That's but nobody like, thought they should get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up. Nah, I heard a bunch. But everybody of times. told him. It. It <laughs> it 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 everybody was very. Everyone was like, "Go, Elise, go!" <laughs> yeah. Everybody, else, Angel, what the hell you doing, <laughs> yeah. bro? Everybody what was like, doing? "No." <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just like it was one of those relationships where I gave so much of myself. Yes. Right where there was very little room for anything else. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I, I, it was always like for everybody that knew me prior to that I was like. Oh, you're always like this big personality or this fun person, always happy, right? Yeah. And then I wasn't that anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was almost like what I told you before. Like, it was like I, I wanted to make it work. Like, I felt like, you know, things aren't easy in life. And I didn't want to be, I, I don't want to take the easy route or whatever. Sure. And that's how I knew how to identify when I saw her getting into the situation. I'm like, oh, I've been there. You know, like, <laughs> I, I've been there. And now it's not like just somebody. Cause there's plenty of people that told me, but they had no idea what marriage was, or you know sure. they were, you yeah. know, with the exception yeah. of maybe like one or two people that were legitimate, you know, yeah. long-standing relationships. Sure. Um. So you didn't take them serious, but I'm like telling her from my perspective, like, yo, I was just there, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and I think that the the problem, the reason why I think there's so much divorce is because because of marriage, right? So if you're getting married for all the wrong reasons, then divorce is imminent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think. People have to be way more selective on marriage. Yeah. Right? It's not because it's trendy. It's not because you want to have an elaborate wedding. Yeah. It's not because, uh, you know, you've been together five years and it's time. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's not because you had a kid together. Like, those aren't reasons to be married, right? Yeah, yeah. You're married to somebody um, because you feel like the better you is there. Like, you're a better person with that person alongside of you, right? Right. Not that they make you better. Yeah. You make yourself better. For them. For them. Yeah. Right? Like, you're inspired to be your best, right? Sure. When somebody can make you that, then that's the person you want to have by your side. Sure. Because when things get rough, that's what you need. You need that person that is going to tell you a few words and be like, all right, I'm back to normal. I'm step back. Mm-hmm. You know, step back into the person I was. Mm-hmm. I am. Or- you hear that, girl? You hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, child. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, I had gotten out of that relationship. Sure. And, um... You know, I was bummed out, like, bad. Like, I probably went, like, through, like, six months of, like, not talking to anybody. I just, I moved back in with my parents. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and mind you, this is how much I was so focused on, like, doing it right, right? Like, at 
24 years, 23 years old, I already had a career, had a house, mm-hmm. had multiple cars, mm-hmm. had a motorcycle. Like, my my house is a nice house with a jacuzzi in the backyard. Like, at 23, like, 23-year-old nowadays, like, they're still playing video games in the yeah. basement. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, working at Pathmark or, you know, ShopRite <laughs> or whatever. Like, right, right, you know right. What I mean? Like, it's such a different, I, I think, mentality from where I was at compared to how it is now, right? Sure, sure. Um. So most people aren't even finished with college, and I already had a whole life set up, right? Yeah. Um. So to have everything taken away from me, mm. you know, I ended up losing that house because mm. uh, she didn't want to pay it anymore, and it was under my name, mm-hmm. right? So we had an agreement originally, but that fell through. Right. So now I lose a house to foreclosure. Uh, I lose, you know, she ended up keeping the, the nicer car. Mm. Um. At the time, I was working like a workhorse just to get that, right? Because yeah. I was like... I'm working every day and every night, right? Like, I'm literally working, like, 90 hours a week, right? Between wow. two jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and not easy jobs, either. I'm doing construction in the daytime, and at night, I was managing a store. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I didn't really have legitimate weekends, because you know how you... If you work retail, you know, you really don't have weekends. Oh, yeah. Like, you know? Like, Dang, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, it's like seven days a week. I'm yeah. working, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had no break or whatever. So, when that split, is like... My life was really different at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And then now I was depressed and I was sad and I just wanted to be in my room, right? Mm-hmm. And I had always done music, but during that time was the only time that I could say that I just took a break. Like, I just didn't want to do anything, right? Yeah. So, like I said, I was living with my parents um, for a while and I would just be in the room. And that's it. Just a little room and I'd be on my computer and just, I don't want to talk, didn't do nothing. I would eat dinner with them or talk to them, watch a movie with them once in a while, and then go back in the room. And that's how I was for like six months. Mm-hmm. So I started coming out of it. And I started like, all right, you know, friends are like, yo, we don't see you no more. What's going on? And then I remember, and, and it's part of the reason why I've always had such a strong relationship with music is because I remember feeling like I need to write right now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't to put it out. I just needed to write it, right? I needed to express it and put it out and, yeah. and, and put it on paper. Mm-hmm. So I started to. And I just, I, I wrote like a whole two albums worth of music in wow. like, I want to say less than a month, like a couple <laughs> weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, that helped me go back outside. Like that helped me like want to do something. So my first kind of experiences out, I was going to the studio. That's what helped me come back out, right? So now I'm in the studio and I get back into it was a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh my God, this feels so good to record again. Mm-hmm. And I started hanging out. So then that got me back to normal. And then I ended up with my kid's mother. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, we started dating and, you know, um, she got pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. So we hadn't been together that long. But, you know, again, moral code that I have, I like, listen, if we're having a kid together, let's see what we do let's try to make this work right you know we're already dating we're together yeah so let's for real do this you know and Mm -hmm. she was like all right fine Mm -hmm. you know so we did you know we moved in together before he was even born um you know so now i got a new apartment you know just stepping my game back up right and then you know we have our second child and we're trying everything i'm trying to be as helpful towards her as possible yeah um so you know she ends up going to college while she's with me Ends up getting her driver's license while she's with me. Okay. Like a bunch of stuff. And I'm just helping her, you know, be that better person than what I would expect somebody from me, right? But yeah. I didn't feel like I was getting that. I felt like I was criticized for what I did with music, you know, and I was being pushed into like this box of, well, not a box, it's more like a, an ultimatum. Yeah. Of, you got to choose one or the other. You got to be this. And, you know, like 
I, I admit, like, I might not be a conventional dad or husband, mm-hmm. but um, I never felt like I was bad either. Like, I never felt like I was lacking something as far as giving to the family, right? Like, I, I always thought I juggled fairly well, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the normal father or husband isn't going to sessions, you know, in the <laughs> middle of the night, and I get it, but, yeah. you know, I, I try to really do it in a certain way, right? Yeah. So, uh, after our second child, things just went sour. Like, I don't know if it was postpartum. I don't know if it was just the, the time in the relationship or, you know, she was just, like, mad at me all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, angry and mad. And we had a couple incidences that were crazy, like, trying to run me over with a car and, like, like stuff like that that's just, like... It's not just your regular argument every yeah, day, yeah. run of the mill, like, hey, uh, you left the toilet seat up. You know? <laughs> so, right. you know, it was just like that. But I was determined to fix it. So sure. I started fixing it. Now I started giving her all the things that I thought were going to help fix it, right? So I get my stuff together, you know, get money together. We're doing all these things. We end up getting into a new house. So now I'm renting a whole house, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. she was always like, oh, we need more space. We need more space. We just need our own place, right? So now we're renting a whole house. Um, because my credit wasn't good enough from everything that had happened to actually buy a house, right? Yeah. So we get a new, a new house. Um, she graduates college. She ends up getting uh, a job in her career. Um, doing a bunch of things. I thought we were really on the up and up. We go sure. on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like things just literally imploded. Like wow. we come back from vacation, we get into this big argument while on vacation, mm-hmm. and it was you know it was really based on trust and what she thought were my priorities and, you know, saying like, she thought that I didn't think the real, the family was important. Right. Mm-hmm. But anybody else around me, that's the first thing they will always say. Like, nah, A's whole thing is his family. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's all they related. He's either doing music or being with his or hanging out with his family. Like there's no other area, you know, it's just like what it is. And when I went to the music, I'm the guy that was in the studio. Like, not hanging out, like mm-hmm. wasting time, right? Like I would go to the studio prepared. I go to the studio, be like, yo, cha cha, yo, let's go, come on, let's put these verses down. Yeah. Yo, I'm trying to do like six songs tonight, you know. And everybody's like, yeah, you're lucky you would get one done. You know? like, <laughs> right. So like at the time, you know, I, I started meeting more people that were more like like minded with me with the music. We just started doing a lot of music, but you know, like it was, it wasn't just like a pastime. Like I took it like a responsibility, like a job too, you know. Sure. So anyway, the relationship imploded. And she just literally told me she doesn't want to be with me anymore. Like, I didn't say anything. Like, even then, I was still, like, trying to fight through it, trying to, like, yeah. yo, figure out a way to finagle my way into making it work. Mm-hmm. And she was like, nah. And I was like, nah, you're making a horrible decision. Like, you're really going to tear <laughs> up your family yeah, because you just don't want it, you know? Just one day to the next, like, it's not worth it. She's like, yep. So I told her, I was like, yo, listen, I'm going to give you, like, a month. <laughs> right, <laughs> because I'm the type of person like if I say something, yeah, there's like no going back, man. Like I don't ha- do that back and forth nonsense in relationships. Like that's why I was always so adamant about trying so hard. Yeah, because it's like if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm doing it. If I say I don't, then guess what? Like when me and my ex-wife actually split, mm-hmm. it was so cut and dry. Like I, like I went off like a switch. Like she's like saying stuff to me and you know like joking me and like kind of like emasculating me or whatever, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm going to leave. And she's like, who are you kidding? You'll never leave me. And I remember like that being like my wake-up call. <laughs> yeah, like, like my switch was like, click. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? She's like, who are you kidding? Like real arrogant. Like you'll never leave me. And, like almost like she was the best thing that ever happened to me. Right, right. And I was like, 
oh yeah, today's the last day you're ever gonna see me. <laughs> I just packed two bags right. and I just walked out. I was like, I'm gone. And like that was it. Wow. I walked out and once that switch goes off, it goes off. Like that's how I'm with everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in this situation and I tell her, can we give you a month? And I gave her a month. I'm sleeping on the couch or I'm sleeping at friends' houses just to give her space. I'm coming home in the like crack of dawn so I could be there when she wakes up and had to go to you know to work. Mm-hmm. I would take care of the kids because at the time I wasn't working, right? I was collecting employment. I was just giving her time. Mm-hmm. And um so I was just doing that, taking care of the kids. She would come home. Mm-hmm. I have the kids were fed, they were done with their homework, they were showered, all she had to do was come, spend some time with them, put them to sleep. Yeah. All right. And I was doing that every day, every day, every day, every day. So a month passed. She was, nah, I don't, I ain't changed my mind yet. Like, I don't want you. <laughs> oh, wow. So I was like, all right, I tried. Like, there's no coming back from this. Like, at this point, it's just going to be yeah. that, you know, like, we're just never going to get back together. Yeah. I'm fine with that. All right. So I walked out. All right. Just like that. Next day I came, I picked up all my stuff, mm-hmm. brought it to fam- my family's house. Yeah. And then that that was the end of two long-term relationships. Right there, it was like, what, six, 15 years of my life was just that gap of time, right? Jeez. So now I'm like reflecting. I'm like, wow. Like, I gave 16 years up to nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I felt, right? Sure. It's not like I, I got to rethink how I'm handling relationships. Like, <laughs> I'm doing something wrong here. Like, that's insane. You know, and it's just, it was like crazy. So then I got into a whole different part of the relationship and it was more like um I want to say it was more like I'm not going to be as as giving right okay. oh okay so I'm not going to be so that. like gun ho right sure. I'm going to be more reserved and, yeah. and you know I went through a couple of relationships I probably dated like two or three people that were that I found you know to have longer standing relationships right like yeah. you know eight a month, a year here, kind of thing like that. And, um, right. and the last relationship was like a, the most crazy wake up call to me, you know, cause this is probably the relationship that it hurt me like really bad. Right. It's the one yeah. that like hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it was so off guard because it was just like a night and day situation, mm-hmm. like something that was like so good. And then like on a flip of switch, it went so sour. Damn. Right. And, when all that stuff started happening, it was like all these personal reasons with her. And I was like, man, you know, my kids were involved because, you know, mm. it was such like, this was a very crazy situation, right? Without getting into the, all the details. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, So I decided like, I'm like, all right, so I'm out of this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do what I did before of like, oh, keep trying to make it work, you know? I was like, nah, I'm out of this before it gets too crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. one of the ones that I had to make the decision of being like, no, I can't, I can't do this, you know? Right. So I pulled back, and I was just like, it's just me and the boys, right? It's just me and the boys. Let's just be that, right? Mm-hmm. So along that situation, um, I found out a lot about myself and my little like alone time and just sure. fathering with nothing else involved, right? Yeah. No relationships, no dating. Uh, I wasn't even doing crazy amounts of music at the time for that like that little gap of time. I was just kind of trying to be present for them and, and think of ways to better that. And then, um, and then probably like maybe a little while after that, me and her started talking on a more regular basis because since she was so distant from her relationship, she was coming to New York more often. Yeah. Right. And 
Um, she would be at my sister's house, or I would see her at church, things like that. We just have you know conversation, and it was just you know just regular friend conversation, you know. And then that started turning into like a couple like conversations on chats, um, and you know she was explaining to me where she was at at that point. Right? Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, I think it's over. Right? This is why. Mm-hmm. This is what I think." And even then, I was telling her like, "Nah, man, like." <laughs> I told you this so long ago, but you did it anyway. Like <laughs> now, you gotta like make sure like you. This is like a real serious decision, you know. Like this can't be just because you know you're having a bad mood or yeah. he's having a bad week or whatever. Yeah. She's like, no, it's absolutely not. And she kind of laid it all out. And when she when I heard it, then I understood it, right? So now I'm like, all right, I get it. Because the truth was, I spent so much time trying to protect what we had going on and felt like it was my responsibility the whole my responsibility to shoulder it all Mm -hmm. and make sure that he looked a certain way that the church was you know protected and our ministry was protected and our family was protected and i felt like it was my job to make him look a certain way you know and so i did that all the way like that's what i did we were blindsided so like everybody that was friends was like wait now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and with just, the exception you, of the you just people, did a family post two days ago, like, you know, like that type of thing, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With the exception of the people that were living it in with us, you know, mm-hmm. and and those people knew, you know, they saw that we were miserable, and they knew that it probably wasn't gonna, you know, work. And I knew that once I made the decision to leave, the church's only, um, the only way they could handle it was to make me look like a demon and make him look like an angel so that they could keep him there. You know, that's the only way to make that work. And so I had to resign myself to that. Like, okay, I'm going to leave and everybody is going to like, somebody actually told me, you know, the God that I serve must not be the God you serve because the God I serve wouldn't allow for divorce for your situation. And so, you know, like all of that, which gets me so mad because there are people in churches that are being, physically abused all the time yeah and that's mm-hmm. the response that they get you know and that's why i speak out more and more on social media because i feel like one there's all kinds of abuse sure it's not just you getting beat every day yeah. you know it's and emo- emotional abuse too emotional abuse and it's almost harder to see that you yes. know and when you finally get to the point where you're like wow this is unhealthy emotionally for somebody to tell you well the god you serve like it's just not fair you know it's not fair to the victim it's not fair to the abuser either because they need help and they're not getting it as long as the person stays and it sucks because even though you were doing what was right and doing a good job and trying to protect him trying to protect the church and all that stuff so everything looks all rosy inside uh rosy outside you in uh not inevitably, but you, but uh, indirectly are putting your, you put yourself last mm. and that, that sucks that that has to happen. You know, like you're the one who needs, I mean, it's arguable, but you're the one who, who needed the help the most, but you had to be put last so everybody else can shine, but not you, yeah. you know, and then that stinks. That, that, that really does. And stink. you know, I, I think in those situations, especially, um, it's almost like, a little bit of like a spiritual abuse, right? So like, and what I mean is like, people use the spirituality as, as sanctuary, right? Like that's yes. where you go to clear your thoughts. That's where you go to try to get answers. That's where you go to calm yourself, right? Yeah. But when but when people put these like 
these rules on it, right? Or these like expectations on it, or these like, you know, uh, you know, like backhanded comments, almost like a passive aggressive statement with your religion. Yeah. So now you're losing your sanctuary, right? Yeah. And now what you used to use to, you know, to lean on and be able to say, you know, God got me, whatever. Now that becomes taboo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you can't talk about it. You can't go there because now they're using it against you. Yeah. So now you don't know where to turn. And sometimes that's like a really sticky situation to be in right. because now it's like, that's like usually like your last resort of like last line of defense, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, now that's gone, you know? Yeah. No, that's so. a very, that's a very poignant way of putting it. Uh, yeah. I, 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 mean, I won't go into it now, but, but I've definitely had a lot of, uh, turmoil with like the religion stuff too. And like, it's, it's it's not good and, and I'm not gonna like harp on like the church like oh the church is bad and stuff like that like it's not even that it's mm-hmm. just that it just sucks that there are pockets of religion and the church that do that to you and just like you said you go to them for your sanctuary and they don't help you in any way they're just like well my God is an awesome God don't know about <laughs> yours you know yeah. he's like what the what <laughs> you listen know what I mean? here's so. a funny story after we started dating because not everybody knew that I mean I've said it right i told him i'm gonna post that we're getting divorced because i'm not gonna hide behind this anymore yeah i post that we're getting divorced and whatever and then however long later actually it was a long time before i even posted a picture of us um like you know months passed and whatever and by the time i posted that we were getting divorced it was literally just the paperwork left like there was nothing to discuss we hated each other we're just (laughs) trying to get through make sure we didn't kill each other right for the kids sake and it was that right i was living somewhere else like there was nothing together and hadn't been for probably close to two years at that point Mm -hmm. so anyway the first picture i posted of us together i got a message from somebody that's like I'm not sure if you love Jesus, but I think you're being a slut right now. <laughs> and because I love Jesus, I needed to tell you that. I was like, really? Because well, I feel like what, I'm not what sure did, that that's what, what did, Jesus would say. What did the picture consist of, though? It was just for, us at a wedding. For her to say that. No, oh. it was us at a, Angel and I at a wedding. Okay. And she felt like I shouldn't have been happy ever again because it was my responsibility to be miserable wow okay yeah so she got a lot of those messages oh, a lot. that was just <laughs> and, and, one and comments like i'm talking about that i was even surprised like and the the irony behind it that like later on we start as things unravel a lot of those people that made these comments towards us yeah then you start seeing things in their lives you're like bro but you're doing this or yo how you going do this and say that and look yeah. at what you're doing to him like you know a lot of that was happening we're like you know what i'd rather be transparent and right. be real right. than be all like holier than thou but yeah. you're fake you know yeah yeah exactly and i've never like i, I always say I, I try to be as honest as possible obviously not everything belongs online but we try to be honest and i was not perfect at all you know i, I went to therapy for a long time oh and good for you i put the kids in therapy i was oh. not a perfect wife either but mm. but i definitely tried for a long time to do the best that i could with what i had so. right no that's good so okay so with knowing Angel's story, knowing your story at least, what made you guys even try to even go after love again? Because like you're, I mean, and please don't take this like offensively, but like, damn, your stories are like horrible. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like I would, I would be like, you know what? I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm just gonna stay at home with my cat and just be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So like, both of you, what made you guys not even go for each other, but just be like, you know what? Let's let me try love again. So I think for both of us, it was different. For me, where I was, I wasn't going to. Right. <laughs> I felt like, honestly, honestly, when I was leaving Dustin and talking to my girlfriends about it, I was like, well, maybe I'll get a couple dinners, but like, <laughs> there's no, I'm not <laughs> dating anybody seriously. I can't, I had a stepfather that I didn't have a great relationship with, so that was not anything I ever wanted for my girls, which is part of the reason oh. why I tried so hard. Right. Um, we have a great relationship now as an adult, but when I was growing up, he really, we couldn't stand each other right. at all. Okay. You know, so there was no love they, I mean, he probably would have cried if I got hit by a car, but that was about where that ended, right? Mm-hmm. So we did not have a good relationship. Right. And I felt like I, I didn't want to do that to the kids, you know? And they had sure. already been through so much. I lost my son. The gr- littles are adopted. Like, so much life that they lived in such a short amount of time. Yeah. That I felt like, nope, I'm good. Because I'll never be able to, first of all, trust a man. I have four daughters that I need to protect. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of dirt bags out there. Yeah. And so I would never be able to forgive myself if something happened to them. Sure. So I felt like I can't trust any person enough to bring them into our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why I like, you know, said maybe a couple free dinners, but that's it. Like I'm not <laughs> introducing the girls to anybody. Right. Except for him because I knew him for so long. That's the only way that I would have tried. If not for him, I, I really would have really believe I would have been lonely and sad because I like relationships and I'm sure I would have had a best friend probably that I would have leached onto (laughs) that would have seen me all the time but that I couldn't have had another relationship I really don't believe that would have worked any other way because I wouldn't have trusted anybody enough like we were friends for so long and I knew his family and I've seen him throughout the years just be the same person you know and so for me that was imperative for trusting somebody around the most precious thing to me is my daughter. Sure. Sure. So <laughs> angel made sure he got grandfathered in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, had, had some tenure. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but, but with, with you, you know, being, being married, you know, and then like the, the stuff with like your baby mama and all that stuff. And it's just like, what made you be like, nah, you know what? Nah, I'm gonna try for love again. So, it's like a my sparkling personality. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear. That's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> yes, dear. I love you. <laughs> Hold on, let me get over this chuckle. <laughs> no, no. Um. So, all right. So, I feel like there's a hierarchy in your relationships in life, right? Okay. I feel like your first relationship is with God, right? Mm-hmm. Or your most important relationship is with God. I think your second most relationship should be with your spouse and your third most important relationship should be with your kids, right? Like what the Bible states. Now, I know there's so much like back and forth and gray area with people and they're like, well, how about this? And how about that? But this is how I truly feel. Like I love my kids so much Mm -hmm. that I want to give them the much, as much as I am capable of giving them, right? Sure. So if that means making myself vulnerable, right? If you take a bullet for your kids, you'll you could be vulnerable for your kids, right? If mm-hmm. if you can uh give your last cent to your kid, then you can try really really hard at something, right? Whether it's 
working uh, to get this next promotion so you can give them more, whether it's uh, getting your credit right to be able to get a house so they can have their own room. Mm-hmm. So along with that, it was the, th- the thought of for me to parent the way I want to parent and give them everything I want, I wanted to give them a life with a family, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. two individual like parents or whatever. Like I wanted to to eventually be able to bring that to the table and be like, I have this person here that inspires me to be great and mm-hmm. I inspire to be great, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we show our kids, right, equally what it is to do that for a person that you care about, right, and want to be with. Yeah. And that inspires them to want the same for themselves and their kids, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, uh, you know, the circle of life type of thing, right? Sure. And, you know, I've always been a helpless romantic. Like, that's just always been my nature, right? It's just, um, you know, from a young age, I, I knew I wanted to be with somebody. It wasn't that I was, oh, I want to date. I want to, like, I've always believed in that strength because I was always raised in that. You know, I was raised with both my parents. And they were always, you know, very present. And they were always very loving. There was a lot of love in the household. And we were like a, such a tight unit. Yeah. That every time I would think to myself, you know, all these little things with kids, like my, with my kids, I was like, man, they're missing out. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. missing out. Mm-hmm. And then for myself, because I was such a hopeless romantic, I was like, how could a person like me end up not being with anybody? Like, mm-hmm. that just seems like ironic in the most way, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And um, so... I was okay. Like, I was okay if I, you know, I needed to take my breaks here and there. Like, sometimes I'm like, yo, screw everybody. <laughs> I'm just going to do what I do. Yeah. I'm going to just go crazy and date whoever. If they don't like it, deal with it. You know, and you go through those phases. But sure. I knew at some point I wanted to be with somebody mm-hmm. and have the real thing, right? Mm-hmm. And just like any dream you have, any job that you have, anything that you, you're fighting for, any goal in your life, like, if you want it, you got to fight for it right you have to do something whatever it takes to get to that point mm-hmm. so if it was uh wearing my heart on my sleeve if it was you know going through 15 horrible relationships to eventually find a good relationship like i was just gonna keep doing it right i was gonna figure it out and my family thought i was crazy you know my <laughs> sister used to tell me all the time like oh my god like <laughs> you know like oh is this the one you know <laughs> like I'm right. like, damn, man, you mad judgy. Like, <laughs> let me be great. <laughs> you know? Right, and, right, um, right. and so I always had that in the back of my head. I, I didn't know who or what. And, and um, being that we had such a long-standing relationship, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. Ooh, mm-hmm. let me move in on this. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was just, we were there for each other when we needed it, right? We were yeah. there with a conversation and good advice. And, um, and it just, like she said, it was just familiar because we knew each other in that way that I knew dating her or being around her there wasn't going to be no sneak attacks right there wasn't going to be a surprise tactic that I know about like I've known her since she was like 13 years old like yeah Elise is Elise like I know what I'm getting you know <laughs> right, like right, right. so um so it was that familiarity gave a lot of comfort and the comfort was uh I think what gave us the ability to open up um so quickly mm-hmm because being that our kids are such pivotal points of both of our lives, yeah, there was no like half-assing it. Like you can't be like in a half a relationship if you're involving your kids. Like yeah. you kind of have to go all in, you know. Yeah. So um, 
we just did it. We just we put it all on the table. We're like, what do you want? What's what's the end all be all for this? Like, yo, marriage, honestly. Are you still up for marriage? Even though you just got out of a marriage. Right. Yes, I want it the right way. And same with me. Like, And you just got in this horrible relationship where you just went through drama, police, and this and that. Like, yeah. do you really, really want a relationship? Yes, I want a relationship. I want marriage, right? And that was the first thing that we kind of just put it out there, right? How long were you guys together when you no, made we this were talking, having oh, no. oh, just having like a conversation. From the beginning. Yeah, oh, okay. Day, like, okay. While there was interest only, you know? Right, right, right. Because we, I think, again, remember how I was saying the marriage thing, like people get married for the wrong reason? Yes. So as you get older and as you experience these things, you realize that there's certain conversations you need to have. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah, Before yeah. you even start aiming towards that. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, it's like uh, you know, having an itinerary, right? Like if mm-hmm. I'm going to California... Guess what I'm not doing from New York? I'm not going to Florida first, right? Like, <laughs> like I'm right. trying to get to Cali. So guess what? I'm going through uh, Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, yeah. through Indiana, yeah, yeah, yeah. through Nevada, and yeah. I'm going to LA, bro. Like it's, yeah. it's it's a path, you know, of least resistance, the most direct, right? It's sure. gonna be that. Mm-hmm. And um, and people need to do that more often, and people need to be honest from the because I think more what often. happens is you get enamored with somebody, right? Sure. And so then you want to put your best foot forward. You don't want to say anything that might chase them away, especially mm-hmm. for women, right? They're always afraid and they're gonna push them away. You're gonna be too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you or be too, too clingy? This, yeah, too clingy or too yeah. that. And that's well, she just, wasn't afraid of that. She was like, I'm gonna be crazy, <laughs> clingy. It's all here, boo. You're getting all of it. <laughs> Love Cra- me a Crazy, <laughs> clingy, all the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Every single crazy right too. That's another C you get in. Hey, listen. I am what I am. <laughs> nah, but we were both like that, you know. And she already knew. It. I was like, yo, listen, I'm like this. Listen, I do music. I'm a night owl. Like, it's just this is who I am. This is how. Even parenting, we went through back and forth, like our parenting styles, right? What she was used to, what I'm used to. Like, yo, this is how I parent. This is how I do things. This is how I parent. This is how I do things. And we just, you know, came to agreements are, are those things that we can accept about each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is there middle ground, right? And what is that middle ground? And all that communicating that we did was literally like the entire infrastructure for our relationship. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, we got so much out in the open from the beginning that when we started dating... yeah. We ran into a lot of things. Like we ran into the problems with the faith. We ran into mm-hmm. problems with family, mm-hmm. right? Because now we're doing things that are not so, you know, by the book, right? Yeah. Because um, uh, so we were dating. I wasn't divorced yet. I hadn't okay. done the paperwork, and so you know that's something I just want to be honest about. It sure. D- d- because people were telling my kids I was an adulteress. Um, oh wow. So. <laughs> yeah. But, the relationship had been over, but it was just yeah, the back and forth. With no, the but paper. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if it's a wrap. If it's a but wrap, it's, it's a wrap. Technicality. Oh, so, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. So yeah. all of that was happening, and so some, you know, people struggle with that. It makes people uncomfortable, and I totally understand. Like yeah, I, I get, get it. it. That's get not it. the way most people do it. And yeah. but he knew, he knew how long a divorce could possibly take. Yeah, my oh, so like we talked years. about that. Oh like, wow. Yeah, like, and it was literally like. Like, I filed for divorce, like, the next month type thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with so much back and forth, and eventually, she just didn't want me to file. So, she took back all the paperwork and said, I'm going to file against you because she wanted to be the one... 
that that divorced to me. Right. right. So then that took another year. Super petty. Super petty, right? <laughs> and it was like, all right, whatever. Are you paying for it? Yo, then you could divorce me all you want. Yeah, and I'm right. Like, Draw it up. <laughs> so like I had oh, told wow. her, like, I understand if anybody understands that it's just paperwork, so you know, I will. I was like, listen, I, I, I truly feel like God is in your heart, right? So mm. if you're speaking to God and you're telling them like, all right, I'm done. Like there is no ties here. The relationship is over. We've been over for a long time. Like paperwork doesn't determine a relationship. Right. Right. It's legalities. It's just technicalities on some back and forth. Right. But um, the same way it didn't determine to me that she was in a marriage anymore because even though it was on paper, yeah. they were clearly separated for a while. Right. Yeah. But it was also how when we started dating, I felt like we were in a marriage, even not being married. Right. We didn't have the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. But we acted more married than our married friends. Yeah. You know? Like, we spent avid amount of time together. Yeah. We made all our decisions in unison. Mm-hmm. Right? We shared all of our financial gains and debt. Like, mm-hmm. everything. We parented together in the best and the worst situations possible. Right? Like, mm-hmm. All of it, right? We dealt with each other's baby daddy and baby mama drama, like, and we was there, and we were always holding each other down. So, like, we are married. Like, you could tell us we're not married till our paperwork is through, and that's fine mm-hmm. if that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. But we felt like we're we're living a married life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was that agreement was already made, and we that was that was what was on the table, and that's what we were fighting for. That's mm-hmm. what we were building. So, you know, when the time came, and we actually, you know took the, the, the leap and said, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to actually get married and put the paperwork through. It wasn't so much because we felt our relationship was going to change. It was it was more like, you know, since we've been doing this so well and so long at this point, you know, let's document this. Let's really put it out here. Let's, yeah, let's confirm let's it. Let's do it under the eyes of God and just, like you said, confirm this like final step. It's like, you know, hitting that last little button that's going to, you know, put the whole thing through. So it was kind of, it's kind of that, but... We were very much acting married before marriage, you know? Yeah. But we talked about everything. We were really, really friends. Like, and I think that's been... Imp- were? We Damn, sometimes. <laughs> I thought we were still friends. <laughs> we are really, really friends, but we started off as friends. And mm-hmm. so that made a huge difference yeah. because I, we both came out of crazy relationships. And so there were certain things that I could accidentally trigger him. Sure. To be upset, but the fact that we could communicate and trust each other and give each other, you know, I'm not, I'm not a natural space giver. So let me just (laughs) say that, but I trust him enough that when he says I need space, it's not just, he's disconnecting and you know, cause that's a trigger for me, right? I don't like that, that feeling of disconnection Mm. and that really bothers me and scares me and you know, but I, I, we're friends enough that I trust him at his word when he says, you know, whatever, we're going to, I just need this time and vice versa for. Yeah. And know. I'm one of those people that like, like I know who I am. Right. So if I'm telling you, I can't talk to you right now, mm. you're going to have to trust that mm. because there's only negative for me to get to the point where I say that there's only going to be negative things that happen after that. Out, right. Right. It's going to be words said that don't need to be said. It's going to be tones taken that don't need to be taken. Like it's going to get to that route. And I know it, right? Like, it's, you know, it's my prediction. Like, I know where this route is going. I'm very familiar. I've done it a million and one times, right? I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So let me get this time to just gather myself, mm-hmm. right? And, and the thing is that I'm really quick at being able to gather myself, mm-hmm. right? 
though I could explode like that because it's just my temperament. I know who I am. It's my natural state. I also know that I get over things really quickly. My anger doesn't hold long. Like, I- I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. So most of the times I'd be like, you know, at first it took some getting used to it. But I listen, I can't talk to you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, when we had our disagreements, and she'd be like, but why? I don't understand this. Oh, so now you're just going to block me out. And, that type of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Nobody's well, blocking all, nobody out. I'm an overthinker. Oh. So if you so give silence. me. Overthinkers unite. <laughs> yes. I am an overthinker as well. <laughs> so don't give me five minutes to sit and think about the fight we just oh, had because yeah. now I'm gone from like we had a disagreement where you're mad to we're divorcing. I need to pack my bag. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> who, 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 who was she? Hey, yeah. Wait, who was she? What the hell are you talking about? What the hell? I've been here for the past five minutes. <laughs> like, what you talking about? said something about little Debbie. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I wanted a snack. <laughs> oh, she a snack now? I thought I was a snack. <laughs> you used to call me a snack. Yeah, man. No, that oh. is it. No, yeah, no. I, Elise, I completely understand with that overthinking thing. Oh, my God, that's so, me. So it took a lot of getting used to for me, being that that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. And I... Because I've experienced crazy stuff in my life, right? And I try not to be like a victim and, you know, but when you have people catch you off guard Mm -hmm. so much, Mm -hmm. then you always feel like they're going to catch you off guard, you know? And you, so you try to protect yourself as much as you can from that. And so it took just us talking through a lot of things to figure out not just each other's personalities because our personalities mend well, but like those intricate little details that you really Mm -hmm. can't. Um, predict. Yeah, that you can't predict, and that's why people are like, "Oh, well, you got into another relationship," and I, and I feel like I wouldn't maybe necessarily suggest somebody get into a relationship right in the middle of a divorce. <laughs> but right. for me, I feel like there were so many things I was already working on, and so many things that I I couldn't work on any other way. Like there, it, it wouldn't have mattered if it was you know, six months later or six years later, mm-hmm. I was still going to have those triggers that wouldn't have been triggered unless you're in another nice relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you just can't, you know, there's no amount of therapy that's going to tell you that this person looks at their phone too long. <laughs> you're going to assume yeah. that they're, ha- you know, look, looking at porn or like, having a relationship. Put me like, and coaches, like yeah. that type of scenario, you know, like yeah. you can analyze the game all you want, but until you're, it's like, um, Tyson says this, right? Everybody's a boxer. Everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face. Right, right. Now you go in there like, oh, I'm going to do this. And you get that first hit and you're like, oh, God, ah, I wasn't ready. Like, no, 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 no. So, that's how relationships yeah. are. Like, yeah, yeah. you're not going to experience, you're not going to predict, you're not going to be able to see it coming sometimes. Like, it'll blindside you, it'll catch you off guard, you know, it'll be unexpected, it'll be triggered. And then you're like, oh, not. I have to learn how to deal with it. It's not just that it's that you can't avoid it, right? Yeah, yeah. You no. can't avoid everything. So no. the stuff that you can't avoid, you have to learn how to handle, right? Yes. And that's what I think we were the best at. Like, since we communicated yeah. so well, yeah. we knew how to handle those moments, right? And we, for the you know amount of time that we've been together at this point, the years, we've had very minimal arguments, like mm. legitimate big arguments. Like, mm. it might be small disagreements, but I'm talking about like fights. Yeah. And I, I think maybe out of, all the fights, maybe two ever that we were actually yelling, right? Like our yeah. voices even got high. Yeah. Besides that, it's mostly like, yo, come on. Like, uh, uh, but how you feel about that? Uh, you know, like it's yeah, just a little yeah. back and forth banter and it's mm. kind of that. But um, 
we we've been really good with that. And and I, and another thing that kind of happened in that whole transition of us being together was, so when we moved in, we moved into like a, a little house. Mm-hmm. Like it was like maybe like four hundred, like maybe like two hundred square feet bigger than a tiny home. Right. No, right? it was it was so <laughs> which you so love. That, by I the love way. tiny homes, right? You remember? <laughs> yes, this. I yes, do. Okay, so the with definition eight people. <laughs> so the My- definition of a tiny home is yes. one hundred square feet per person. Yeah. And we were mm-hmm. in a tiny home. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. It was, it was 800 like eight hundred square feet. feet and there was eight of us. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like the, the the girl's room had two sets of bunk beds. Yeah. And that's and, it. And that's all that could fit in the room. <laughs> oh like this just Yeah, they were tea together. Right. So you could literally walk in and go into a bed. Like that's your only option. <laughs> walk in and go into a bed. That was it. Oh my god. And when gosh. they played in their room, it was like tents. Like they lived right. like the Ewoks. Like they were just about <laughs> one little like there was no playing on the floor. Yeah, like we yeah. got playing on the bed. Yeah, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Our room we had like maybe like a one foot radius around our bed. Wow. That's all we could fit on yeah. around the bed. And most of the time we just spend our we spend the bulk of our time in the living room, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Which was the the boys room, right? <laughs> yeah. They were sleeping on a f- pull out couch or whatever at the time. Yeah. And um, you know, wake up, put the couch away, and we'd be all eight of us on one little couch. Mm-hmm. Right and all shoulder to shoulder, like we were all in each other's spaces mm. all the time. Like it was, it was as tightened as you could possibly imagine. You that know? Is insane. So if anybody <laughs> would go crazy, like it was there. Like you were gonna go crazy there if if, if something was gonna snap you, it was that. <laughs> you know, right? It's like I'm in the midst of cooking something. And I'm turning around and I'm hitting her. She's trying to put a can of beans away. And then I turn the other way. And the kid's throwing something in the trash. And I run him over. And like, I can't move anywhere. Everybody's everywhere. You know? Wow. And, but we knew we had to be there for our next step. Like, we knew that yeah. was our sacrifice, right? It was, we did it. For, it was a low rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we had to move in this area. And we only had, like, a two-week window to for her to yeah, move. Yeah, well, in when this area. I was moving this yeah. way, I was like on a map, like, Bleep, that looks good. And then we yeah. came out. He so came with me to visit. She needed to know what she could afford, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She needed to know. And, and, you know, she's running her business from her phone, but she's also feeding four girls and doing this and starting. Well, and fresh I wasn't and getting child support really no at the time. Child support, mm-hmm. no, like, or minimal, right? He would give her some, a couple dollars. Yeah. Uh, she had no bank account. Like, he took all the money, everything, whatever. So Damn. it was starting at scratch, you know? So sure. she couldn't overcommit. She can't do big amounts of money, right? So. No furniture. I mean, it was nothing. like nothing. I nothing. really started over when yeah. I. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I bought the IKEA bunk beds for the girl mm-hmm. right the couch was a couch that i had that i gave her you know that mm-hmm. i just sent over uh she like it brought her kitchen stuff and whatever things like that uh mattress on the floor yeah. we didn't even have a, a frame for anything like, yeah it was just like a box spring and a mattress and we just sleep in there you know like well she was there by herself first and then yeah. when i finally moved in it was us together Me and the bear. Yeah, yeah it was so crazy that i lived out of storage Damn. Like yeah, I, when we I rented a storage unit because mm-hmm. I couldn't bring anything into the house. Because right. the house was so tiny. But yeah. when I first, so I first went there and it was the four girls and I, which was crazy to begin with. But I wanted to be able to afford it. Yeah. And then, then he came with the boys, and then it was like, yeah, it was, uh, like, it was whoa, tighter, no, really tight. Yeah, yeah. It was one thing to come and visit, be a couple hours or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it was like, so I'll say like six months later when I actually moved in, yeah. right? Like, yeah. all right, we're in a relationship. Um, we're moving. We're going to try this. And when I actually decided to do that, it was like, oh, this, this all the time? 
<laughs> it's different. You know? like, there's yeah. no escape route, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I literally had like all my shoes. I have tons of sneakers, right? So I had tons of shoes in storage. Mm. And I had two big racks, like clothing racks. Like yeah. they would use like in the movies to dress people or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, two big clothing racks in the storage unit. And I would go to storage to pick out my clothes, mm-hmm. you know, for like a week or two weeks. And then I would wear that for a couple of weeks, rotate it, bring it back to storage, take something else, take another pair of sneakers, put my old one up. So I was literally going to storage like every couple of days just to switch things around, right? Wow. All my furniture is there, all my kids' toys are there, you know? And um, and we did that for, what, like a year? Mm-hmm, a little over a year. A year and a half. Damn. A year and a half. <laughs> that is That is crazy. But with, okay, so with um, everything that happened to you guys individually, how how does it feel now? Do you guys feel that, like, it was worth it, this feels amazing? Or, like, how do you guys feel? She booby-trapped me. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you could say that. <laughs> um, I feel justified. Oh, what? Explain. I feel like I was saying something was possible, right? And mm-hmm. I, and I and I I would always tell people that like, you know, if you do these things, you can have this, right? And I believed that, like, in my heart, that relationships could exist this way, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I would always hear like, nah, you live in a fairy tale land. Nah, you can't tell your girl everything. Relationships aren't really best friends. Like, you got your best friend, and she got her best friend, and then y'all together, but y'all <laughs> not each other's best friends. And, like, everything that I would say, people always contradicted so much, right? And it's like, it's not going to work in that situation. And then for us, we heard, like, I even heard stuff from my family and being like, oh, you guys aren't doing it right. You know, like, you know, you know, you won't, you're not going to be blessed by God if this happens this way or... um you know, friends being like, yo, son, like you just got out of a crazy relationship. You're going to start something else. It's going to be the same outcome, you know? And I'm like, nah, this one's different, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, we heard that already. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. This one's different, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, air quotes. Yeah. And I'm like, no, for real, for real, you know? So when it just started happening, and it was like so smooth, and, and everything that I envisioned that not only could happen but i wanted to happen started happening right mm-hmm. and then i was like i felt justified i felt like i knew it like i knew i could get there you know i knew it if i searched hard enough or if i was open-minded enough or if i wore my heart in the sleeve enough like eventually i was gonna get there you know and look i'm 40 now right and just got married this year right and congratulations thank, thank you, you right and <laughs> it happened right it might have not happened when I was 20s or 30s, but it happened. And because it happened that way, we just appreciate each other so much. You know, like we know what it's like to be on the other side. All right. We know what it's like to have a bad relationship or, or not get each other or be in a relationship that maybe not even bad, but you're not really truly friends. Right. And you're yeah. not there for each other in that way. So now that we have all that, or I feel like I have all that, right? I'm going to speak for her, but uh, I feel I have all that. I feel justified. I feel like this, this relief, you know? And then above all, I, f- I feel happy. Like, it's just like, oh, it's, it's exactly how I imagined it, you know? That's awesome. How do you feel, Elise? 
I am, first of all, happy. Like, every day I feel grateful. And I know that sounds like everybody's probably rolling their eyes. But I really, <laughs> do, I really do feel grateful because I feel like we came, I came from such turmoil. And I've had so many crazy things happen in life. And I remember feeling like, when do I get somebody I could trust? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just want somebody for me. Mm-hmm. When is it my turn? When is it my mm-hmm. turn, right? When yeah. when do I not have to be strong all the time? And I feel mm-hmm. like I have that now. And and I'm proud of myself for trying because we had, like, all the odds against us. Um, but I also feel like it was crazy to try, but the payoff has been so amazing, not just for us, but for our kids, you know, because yeah. they, they get to see this and to me that's so worth it you know for them i i pray so much that um that they all would find people that make them this you know that that has that mm-hmm. for them I, I want to always model what the boys should be looking for you know and to be that kind person you know like and caring and because it's not it doesn't take that much you know that's the thing i feel like so often we feel like, oh, it's too much to do this for the other person. But <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's not. Like, I love him so much, I want to do stuff for him. Not in the, like, let me shine your shoes thing, you know, although right. if we were going out and he needed them shined, I would probably do it. <laughs> like, it's not that big of a deal. But, right, right, right. But I she feel like I would do it. I mean, I iron, though. I won't iron. I got the iron. <laughs> but, time. you know, like, I don't know. I want them to be valued that way and to see that. And I, I think that they get to for so much of their life now that, that it makes me happy. And oh. No, it's good because... Don't cry. <laughs> you can cry. Ain't, ain't nobody gonna see you. <laughs> You're fine. That's why it's a podcast. <laughs> no, because like, I know a lot of people, of course, they don't necessarily show their failures and stuff like on the gram and they only show like their highlight reels but mm-hmm. with your truth. <laughs> but with your situations especially like the both of you because I, I follow both of you on instagram and the the two words that i get from just your journeys and your relationships is i, I see healthy and i see fun you know and that's why i just adore you guys just just posting and stuff and doing whatever and you're not even and you're not the thing that i like is that you guys aren't necessarily boastful about your things like oh look at us we're on the, we're at the grand canyon and stuff like that it's like <laughs> nah you're just you you guys are just chilling and stuff like that i remember yeah uh the other day actually <laughs> it was super funny where uh elise was doing a hula hoop <laughs> And you were just like wiggle it just a little bit. That she was, and she was, and she was laughing and being adorable, just like she is right now. And and you can just see just the warmth and the love. They're just like wow. They they're perfect for each other. They're great. Like look at this. Like people would want to have a relationship that you guys have just by watching your stuff. It's great. I love it. We hope so, honestly. And and I think the reason we post. Is not to be boastful, but to give people that hope, right? Like, we feel like if you're a model citizen, you want to show people how to be a model citizen, right? Like, right. like we're not a perfect relationship, but yeah. we're a good relationship. Yeah. We really, yeah. like, I feel like we're a good relationship. I feel like, you know, um, we're healthy. The way we treat each other is really good. 
Um, we truly do have fun with each other and we're great to each other's kids. Um, and we, if anything, we give that family value to everybody. Like whether you're friends of ours, whether you're our family, like if you're around us, you're always going to feel like family, you know? Um, so like those moments that we post that, like, you know, sometimes it's like, I used to tell her all the time, she's like, ah, I don't want to look this way or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I promise you, you'll do more. Than, than the little negative that you might feel because you don't want to post that or you feel like you don't want to brag about this or, you know, like, we had uh, uh, we had one because of her business, uh, a stay in the penthouse, right, mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Beautiful. The tallest building in all of Tennessee. We're, like, on the second last floor. Yeah. We see the entire city, all right? Wow. Like, I'm talking about rooftop pool. Like, the whole place is, like, white and crystal. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous, right? And oh, was that the picture when she was pimping in her uh, in the seat with yeah. the with the robe on? I was like, like okay, that photo, right? You like that, right? You like that photo, right? Yeah. You know what I, mean? I was like, okay. She was just like, Yo, mm. I came out the room she and was, she was like, that. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you, babe. I got you. She was posting. She was like, mm, I'm here. I'm here. I was like, all right, you are, girl. Go ahead, like. <laughs> but, but I posted that picture because I came out of the room and I saw that, right? Yeah, and I yeah. thought I was like, I want people to see that, right? Like, we weren't. It wasn't because we we don't own the place, right? It wasn't yeah. like we're trying to show off, like, oh, we be balling because we <laughs> won it. Like, it was we. She worked hard and we got it as a as a gift from a, you know a prize from a company or whatever. Yeah. And um, and we but we wanted to show that. Blessings come in all shapes and forms, right? They mm-hmm. could come in a vacation. They could come in a, a, a mortgage being approved. They could come in, uh, you know, a, a car or you know, a free tank of gas. Like, like I've been crossing a toll and somebody pays my toll ahead of me, right? Like mm-hmm. all those little things, no matter how insignificant or, or how big, like we always view them as blessings and we're always counting them. We're always like, man, they're happening for a reason. And now more than ever, we've been super blessed like they've had so many things like i tell her all the time like this might be my favorite year of my whole life right wow because it's just everything has come together so easily and even through all this covid and all this crazy things like i found so many blessings like i have worked one or two jobs for almost my entire life Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like i i've never not worked right and Mm -hmm. most of the times i've worked two jobs right Mm -hmm. And I was able to take three months without worrying about my financial stability because we were in a good place yeah. to just spend it home, yeah. right? And yeah. the kids, like the boys were actually here with me during that time, right? Oh, wow. So I got to spend more time with them than I have in seven years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was like two, three weeks in a row that I was just, you know, whether I'm helping my, my son figure out the area of a quadrant of a circle or <laughs> helping my, my youngest son do something like uh, writing a play about New Jersey artists. Like, I got to spend that with them and I don't get that, right? Yeah. Like, I see the girls more often and when before going to school this year, they were cyber schooled. Yeah. And I used to work a night schedule. So I saw them in school. I got to experience that with them. But I hadn't done a lot of that with the boys at least no time recently, right? Sure. When I, my, when I left the house, my son was in first grade. Like, yeah. you know, like I didn't experience a lot of that. So yeah, I loved that. Right. Yeah. I loved waking up and making them breakfast while they pulled out their little laptops. It looked like a little call center here. You know? <laughs> imagine, imagine you got four kids all in laptops or iPads. And right. then you got two toddlers on their iPads doing ABC mouse. Like, right. you know, everybody headphones, everybody listening to their class. And, you know, like, 
fucking tight. You're like, sure, you could do some child labor stuff here. Uh, you know, it just starts working out. Right. But, you know, I got to do that. And then me and her got to spend some time, you know, like legitimate us time and fix stuff around the house. And, yo, listen, I ain't never garden a day in my life. But, you know, I'm cutting hedges and I'm right. cleaning this for her and I'm painting the little bicycle and painting the front door and, you know, painting the inside and fixing this and this knob over here. And I'm like, man, this is cool. Yeah. You know, like other people would be like, oh my God, I'm staying home and doing chores, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't that. Like, that was a blessing to me, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that chance. I'm, I'm out the door by four o'clock in the morning, right? And I get home like, you know, sometimes three, three thirty, four, whatever, depending. And that's just a regular schedule, right? Yeah. Sometimes I have to work overtime. Sometimes I work on the weekends or whatever. But when I got to just do that and I got to heal my body cause, because it's blue collar work, you're old, something always hurts, right? Yeah. So I had a bad shoulder. My back was real kind of like hurt. And I got to just be able to recuperate. Like those are little blessings, and 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 we are constantly showing how grateful we are for all those little blessings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our our wedding got canceled because of COVID, right? Right. So yeah. after planning it and being very strategic, and I'm talking about like during the time where we were getting the money, like we had a, a real financial strain during that time. We didn't know if we were gonna be able to pay for the wedding, right? Right. 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 Um. But somehow, some way, the money came. Another blessing, right? Right. And we had it all set up. And it was coming. And we were there. We were excited. And, you know, we had, uh, you know, a little bachelor and bachelorette trips planned. And we had our honeymoon to Greece. We were going to be staying in Mykonos with an infinity pool. Like, wow. it was all mapped out. Somehow, we figured it out to all happen. Mm-hmm. And then everything got wiped away. Damn. Right? Like, something that you plan so specifically and you yeah. want so bad. It's yeah. just like, now, no wedding, no honeymoon. No parties, no, um, you know, no reception, no yeah. nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing at all. And we're just like, wow. But we didn't let it get us down. We're like, you know what? Then God is telling us to do something else. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, you know, maybe we'll, we'll truly, you know, have a reception five years from now or 10 years from now, right? Yeah. Maybe this is not what we need right now. And we took it as a sign. Like, everything else. We have our, we, be, we have these gut feelings and we always go with our gut feelings. Like, that's what we've been true with. Like, Something's telling us that we shouldn't have this reception. Mm-hmm. So we had a long conversation, and after having this discussion, like we should just get married, right? Just us and the kids. Like, mm-hmm. What's really important to us, yeah. right? What the relationship is really based on. So we ended up planning a family vacation to North Carolina because I had the time off, right? Mm-hmm. To go visit my family. And then we said, yo, why don't we just get married on a beach in North Carolina? Just like one day to the next. Like, why don't we just do that? And we didn't even know if it was going to be able to happen. And so we're like, let's just see. If the doors keep opening, we'll just do it. Mm -hmm. And every single door opened. Everything fell into place. I got the kids all matching outfits. Like, everything. In like two weeks. Yeah. I, I, when you guys released those pictures i was like oh my god this is freaking i mean like the mat the matching outfits i was like oh i'm done i'm done i'm done <laughs> was- I, can- I can't even get pregnant but i was having baby fever yeah. i was like oh my god <laughs> for real man i was like oh man this looks so dope like it was perfect and simple and just us and not there was no stress it wasn't about anybody else and it was exactly what it was supposed to be. And I feel like so much of our relationship, to me, feels like redemption. You know, like, mm. it's such a long, hard road and so many difficulties. And then there's this, you know, it's like mm. the light at the end of the tunnel. And that felt like that, you know, it wasn't a big fancy and that's mm. okay. But it was, 
Even exactly when we got married, you know, we finished the wedding, we come back, to, we're driving back to my parents' house, and we're like, what are we going to eat? We're like, let's have some Bojangles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad said they got some good food. Let's try Bo-. And that's what we did. We, we went, was in the drive-thru, right. on our, in our wedding outfit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's how you do it. All wedding out, you know what I mean? We're like, yo, can we get like a 46-piece? Because, <laughs> you know, we got a big family, so... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta right. get that family pack, you know. Yeah. Thirty six biscuits, <laughs> four large fries, uh, two gallons of iced tea. <laughs> we had our honeymoon with his parents and our kids. It was very romantic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. All right, yeah. I was sure. like, babe, we're gonna put the fire stick on and have some Jodeci playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> that was so funny. But man. it was it was it. You know, we ate chocolate cake from Costco, right, or BJ's. And I know. Like, that, I mean, we didn't even think. I was surprised we had a cake. They, yeah. His parents got us a cake. Yeah, so it was, it was awesome. sweet, and the kids yeah. were happy, and we were happy, and you couldn't ask. It's just what it was, man. Want. It just it needed to be that way, right? And, yeah. And we're okay with when you're happy, right? And you're not looking for some sort of extra happiness. Yeah. Then those things are okay. Yeah. You know, those things really truly resonate with you, and you take them for what they are, and they're your memory, and they they hold. They each hold a special part for us. Like, you know, it's it's not like something that we're like, you know, listing. We're just appreciating all of the moments, all of the blessings, all the good times. And sometimes some things happen, you know, so minute. Like, even when I proposed to her, like, it was one of those things where I was, um, I didn't even know exactly where. Like, I knew it was going to happen in this area. I knew I wanted to take her to this place, right? And, mm-hmm. um... When I go to the spot, there's a like six kids running around circles in this gazebo, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, that's where it was supposed to be. Like, I don't want to get on a knee and have all these kids like, what are they doing? Yeah. You know, like, Ew, yeah. no. <laughs> so I'm like, oh god, and I'm like. I'm like, I'm like plan B, plan B. I'm like, she's like, what happened? I'm like, come this way. <laughs> I like yank her. We end up in this like little corner, little area. But I remember there was like this little waterfall there, and I'm like, oh, I think I can make this work. <laughs> so I go and sit under the waterfall. You know, I set up my camera. She thought we were taking a picture. Of course, that's how I fooled her. You know, like, babe, let's take this picture by the waterfall. You know, she's like, sure. I put the phone. They went right next to each other. She's like, how long do I have to say cheese for? I'm like, just a little longer. Meanwhile, I'm like digging in my back pocket trying to find this ring. Like, it's in here somewhere. I know, right? It's not that. It's not that big. <laughs> Damn pocket. So, no, actually, I had the ring book bag. Because, oh. because the box was so big and I had like fitted pants. Oh, yeah, that yeah. I could, it yeah. Was, you would see it, right? Yep. So I'm like, so I tell her, I'm like, I'm just going to carry the book back from my hat. She's like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I look odd. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm just trying to convince. I'm like, you know how guys have fanny packs now. This is you know, a little Tommy book bag. Like, you know, it's just for my hat. You know, she's like, all right, whatever. You know, but that's how we are. She's like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I pull it out of there and then you know I propose and she's like, oh my god, oh my god, is this real? I'm like, I hope so. I paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> it ain't cubic zirconia. <laughs> it's real, baby girl. Yeah. It's real. Man, so yeah, so then you know it happened, but that that was an, another experience that you know, like I wouldn't change it. You know, it wasn't what I planned, and it yeah. wasn't 
you know, maybe what we both thought was going to happen for us. But when it happened, we're like both like, that's what needed to happen. Yeah. That was exactly what needed to happen for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. Um, no. But no, but to like, yeah, to put like put this, you know, on, you know, to an end. But like, yeah, I look at I look at your relationship and I'm like, damn, like, man. Like I want that shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Good. I like I really do. It's like you should, man, you should aim for that. Bro. No, for real. I look at it. I was like, man, damn. <laughs> like it's funny. It's I have really a good. friend that there. It's both of their second marriages also, mm-hmm. and they they always say like we want everybody to have what we have, mm-hmm. and I used to always look at them and think, oh, they have such a good relationship, and that's true, but. I didn't know that if that was gonna happen, and I feel like that now. Like I get that, you yeah, know. Yeah, she like, used to be like, "Oh, they make me sick. Like, <laughs> why are they so in perfect?" In the best way. In that the best never way. happened. You know? That's but, not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for them, it was like you could tell. You know, yeah, you yeah. spent five minutes with them. So you know, genuine. they like really just get along. They love each other. Mm-hmm. They get and, each other. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. way with us. Like it's like we get each other. You know, yeah. like they want the best for each other. They want to have a good time with each other, and it's, and they genuinely want that for everybody. And that's how we feel. We genuinely want this for yeah. everybody. No, it's good because I see it. Like, like I said, it it radiates. It it radiates through your posts and the stuff that you write. Even though some of it might uh, people might think that it's like too mushy or whatever. I'm like, nah, man. You know, just like it, you know, I'm a, just like you. I'm an overthinker with you. I'm a hopeless romantic with you. You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel I'm like, yeah, man, mush it up. Let's go. You know, say all that mushy stuff because it's great and like it it does. It gives me hope because like, I mean. My audience knows I I've been through a lot of shit. You, you know what I'm saying, and like I haven't like still fully like recovered. I mean, I'll 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 give you like a little yeah, snippet. Yeah, I want to hear about this. No, well, no, because like uh, what was it? 2012. I was engaged to somebody, uh-huh. but like three months later, she said no. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, the take back. So like that has like affected me like till this day. To this day, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah, so I am I am like healing through like a lot of uh ways. Like what one one way definitely is that remember how I said I was like writing a fictional book and stuff like that? Right, right. Well I'm writing another book as well that chronicles t- the last like ten years mm. of like what what happens when you like don't get married. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. And I think I, it would be a very interesting perspective because like, at least to me, you don't really hear those stories. And especially from men. Well, you know? I'll tell you, yeah, for men it's definitely a little more rare. Um, but I have a really good friend and it, it happened to her too. She actually almost, I think she got left at the altar. Wow. Okay. Like, well, she took the cake. <laughs> that, and, that sucks. And, nah, and you don't like hear you. that too. You don't hear the the woman getting left is usually the woman like leaves, yeah, yeah, yeah and the guy's like, "What?" Yeah. You know, so wow, that's cr- that's crazy. Yeah, that was, and it was tough on her for years, and like it takes a lot, a lot to recuperate from that because it's like you put so much out there, right? Yeah. You're investing so much, and it's like, damn, you know, like now you got this rug swept from under you, and you're trying to figure out, all right, how do I do this again without that happening, right? That fear yeah. in the back of your head of that, yeah, not happening because you get no. trust issues. You don't know yourself because you might think, oh, maybe it's my type that messes me up, or mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just that it's just a lot of stuff and and a lot of negativity that goes around. I mean, because I mean, you guys know me for a long time. I'm a pretty positive guy usually, but yeah, like, yeah. of course, like my mental. It's fucked up. <laughs> it is. But Y'all don't know what's happening up ahead. You don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 
it's just really awesome just to, you know, even if I'm feeling bad or whatever, I, you know, I'll like look through my, my, uh, my IG, you know, and scroll down and, you know, of course I see some thoughts, which is really good. And all this stuff, <laughs> you know, that, that lightens me up a little bit. Little but then when I get to time. your post, <laughs> you're like, let me pause on these thoughts for a second. <laughs> like, ooh, new bikini. All right. <laughs> you know, but I will get, when I get to y'all posts, you know, no, it does bring a smile to my face. And I'm just like, man, like these guys got it, man. And, and I know that you, it was earned. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah, whatever. We, we what, dudes, yes, yeah. whatever I see. It, again, it's not a boastful thing. Just like you said, you know, when you know Elise was pimping in that white robe, it was just like, bam! I was just like, no, she earned that. I don't even know how she got there, but I know it wasn't for free, and she earned it. You know what I'm saying? She earned that. And your relationship, I knew. I, I only knew a smidgen, but you know, thank you, thankfully, Grace. You know, the the podcast for telling us mm-hmm. you earned it. And I only knew some of your thing. You earned it, and I just like love it. I'm just like, man, I need that, man. <laughs> like, I need that mm-hmm. relationship. You know. Well, I mean, hopefully, you know, some of the gems help you, bro. Like, you know, you, you, like I, I would say, if I have to give people advice and and. In finding that or anything remotely close to what we have, yes, please. It's being honest, right, from the jump. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to. It, it's very human for you to try to hide things and hold things back because you don't want to scare the other person, right? Sure. But I think what happens is the opposite. Instead of scaring them, you kind of fool the person into thinking something else. Yeah. Right, and it harms you more than it, than it, than you gain from it, right? So, I think you know, be who you are from the beginning, right? And I think list the expectations that you both have. Like, really go and have in-depth conversation. I'm talking like we had every talk you could think of, from favorite color to <laughs> which sock you put on first. Like, <laughs> we like would talk about all these little details all the time for hours. Yeah, so that we knew what we were getting into, right? Sure. And we knew uh, what we expected and what we saw each other, and then I think once you are able to find somebody and and li- because what's going to happen is when you're laying that groundwork is you're going to start seeing that person's real colors. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Yeah. And when they start seeing who you are, if there's distance to be formed, it'll start forming right there. Right. Right? Instead of waiting for it to come out later, right at that moment, it'll start pulling you apart. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be like, oh, no. He likes Star Wars. I'm a Trekkie. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, you know? Like, I don't know. He's doing. He got bad taste. You know? Like, <laughs> it'll be like that. And then you start realizing, like, nah, maybe we're not for each other. But you know from the jump. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of start seeing where it's going. Now if, now, if you have a lot of likes in common and you have, you know, the, your same moral code and fortitude and you're going in the same direction, then you're like, all right, we're getting somewhere. So now when you start working towards it. Yeah. Nothing's surprising you. So now you're just working towards it, you know? You're not getting uh, the escape door from the bottom pole, and you're not getting pushed, you know, somebody hiding behind a closet. Now everything's exposed, yeah. and now you're just walking. You know you know your path, and you're just going through your steps, and you're going to hit your little bumps and you know, bruises. But I think that overall, um, if you do that and truly are friends with each other, like in every sense of the word, like not like, oh, we're boyfriend-girlfriend friends, you know, like, be each other's best friends, the confidant, the people you tell everything to, like type of thing. Mm-hmm. That I think that kind of uh, puts you in, a, in a, an ideal situation for more to come, um, and more to build without having that negative feeling of like, can I do this again, or will they leave me again, or you know maybe this isn't meant to be. You know, I think you'll just feel stronger, and because you feel stronger, you're able to commit more. 
Hmm. Uh, do you have any advice, Elise? I think I think uh, if I'm giving advice, I would assume it's more towards women, right? And I sure, feel like well, whatever. women are so inclined to be afraid okay. of being themselves because so often we're told that we're too much or too little. Mm. Not you know, like you have to be a certain way or not a certain way. And I feel like be yourself because the right person they may not love everything about you. I'm sure there's plenty of things about me he doesn't love, right? But I've never really no. tried to put up a front <laughs> put up a front with him either. And I've been I think probably more in the beginning out of just like desperation and exhaustion. You know, there was no I, I didn't even have the mental capacity to put up a front if I wanted to. There was none of that. Mm, yeah. But but because of that. Like, we wasn't hanging out and she was dressed in some, like, fly gear. Like, we was, like, <laughs> yoga pants, <laughs> messy buns, like, take me how I am. <laughs> Just like that. But I was in the same boat. Like, I'm not even seeing, like, I was really on some, like, I'm going to go to the crib and some joggers. Yeah, I think I'm still dirty from work. You know what I mean? I might need to take this bath because I'm a little musty right now. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was that. And yeah. we just... Like she said, just you did. We, I think, we're on, none of us had the energy to actually mess around or fool around or put facades up. So yeah, it was just us, you know. And but it was so refreshing to know that I am who he likes, right? Not this picture that I painted out of fear mm-hmm. of just being myself, right? And I, I feel like an issue I had with my ex husband was that I was too much for him, right? He couldn't he. Just I made him uncomfortable when I was most myself. He couldn't <laughs> handle it. And that's okay, you know, that he needed somebody else. But I was a hundred percent myself with Angel all the time. Yeah. And that I don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Like look how crazy, right? When my mom married my stepfather, for the first year of their marriage, she went to bed in makeup and woke up and put makeup on before he got out of bed. <laughs> Right? She didn't feel comfortable being herself. Like, that's oh. not something I was willing to do. Sure. You know, and I am so glad that I can just, like, he. I know that he genuinely loves me. You know, like, there's no facades or any of that. And I feel like so many times, because we all just want somebody, right? So we kind of morph ourselves to fit into the molds we think they need us to be. Instead of just finding the mold you actually fit in, mm. you know, and so that I think is the most important for me. Like I get wanting to put your best foot forward, but there's something about also just letting it all hang out and being yourself that lets you find your actual people. I mean, that was that was freaking awesome. Um, thank you for just being on the show and it just explaining everything explaining your truth that was great advice from the both of you guys that was that was really really good um but so just one last thing i mean i I know you guys have separate businesses so i want to promote you guys (laughs) you know what i mean so well actually i want you to self-promote yourself like i I have no qualms about that so uh uh elise would you like to go first sure so i am a skincare consultant with rodan and fields it's the proactive doctors um and we do all kinds of skincare we're actually in three different countries right now four different countries right now and super excited um i've been doing it for almost six years i'm in the top two percent of the company and 
Uh, I don't know. I think I'm working on earning my nice trip, free trip. So it's been fun. And uh, I don't know. I have my best skin now. I used to struggle with acne. None of that now. So it's good. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> Angel, sir, please. Yes. Um, well, you know, I do construction. It's not <laughs> nine to five. It's not so glamorous. But, uh, it pays the bills. Um, but I am an artist. I, de- I definitely uh, still do the music. And um, though I don't have the end, the, the like the mentality I had before of like you know I want to make it. It's I still want to make good music. You know. So right. um, if you want to look up some of the music, stream it, buy it. It's all super super appreciated. And the mu- the money goes back into just making more music. So uh, the artist name is A Dash. It's A period. D-A-S-H. You can look it up on anything. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Tidal, whatever you want. So, um, have that. Uh, as far as um, companies, I sell like a coffee that helps kind of boost your energy and helps with your mood. And if you're feeling kind of like down or out, it really just kind of enlightens you and brings you up. And it makes you feel really, really good. So, I don't know. It's something that's just... A thing that I do on the side here and there to help people because I see so many people struggling with just their day to day. So we do that, and then um, and I print shirts. So I'm you know I've helped a lot of people like do clothing companies and start off. And I've worked for com- clothing companies myself. I used to design for N One uh, before I you know when I used to be a designer, and um, and so I just took it upon myself to start designing again. So. I have my line that I'll be dropping um, very soon. Like, I, I got an IG for it. It's uh, Overdrive Clothing. Um, and the brand is called Overdrive. And I have about four designs that are already in the works of being done and printed and stuff. So, I guess look out for that real soon. You know, you can find the page through my page on my social media is A to the dash. So, A T O D A S H. So everything, Snapchat, Instagram, you name it, TikTok, it's all under the same thing. But uh, the Overdrive clothing is on the Instagram there. And uh, and just trying, trying to uh, do all the stuff that I love to do. Oh, that's good. And uh, thank you for mentioning like the rap stuff because I do remember like this this one small like snippet in your life and again i'm an overthinker so i just made up my own story mm-hmm. <laughs> about, about, what, about what happened no because it was like i believe that at one point that you did you well you did post this i forget somewhere maybe it was facebook or something like that when you're like you know what i'm done i'm hanging it up i'm yeah, hanging yeah. up the rap stuff i'm good i'm not doing it anymore yeah. and then again i'm assuming after her like it, it just popped up again. Like yo, new single. I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> it was like you just told me that you were gonna like stop. So I don't know if it was her saying that. Like nah, I think you should get back into it. Cause like from that post, it seemed like you were just done. Well, yeah, it, it was. It was reflective to a lot of stuff. It was, you know, 15 years of like doing music and like not getting to where I felt I deserved to be. You know, and not getting certain opportunities or getting shorted by people and things. So I was just like in a bad place as far as creatively so you know right if you're not in the right mental space as a creative it affects everything you do so i just wasn't making the music i wanted to make and i wanted i just didn't have the feeling for it so i I legitimately was going to put this the last project out and that was that was going to be it you know and honestly the the feedback was so crazy of so many people that i don't even talk to on a regular basis or hardly at all Mm -hmm. and they were like don't do it don't stop like 
and I just felt a certain way. I was like, all right, well, let me just see, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm not going to stop, and I'm not saying I'm doing it. Let me just see where I am. Maybe I just need some time, right? And um, shortly after that, we definitely started dating, and she was definitely a factor in kind of like not only lightening my mood, but making me feel inspired to write again and like for a certain reason. Um, and then she was or has been really just very, very, very positive on me following my dreams, What, no matter what it is, right? And she knows that I'm real passionate about music, so it's just natural for her to be like, do it because you love it, right? And so I just got to the point where I, I don't want to release music to be a star. And, and I never really did. I, I don't I don't care for the fame. Like, I really... Right. If I could ghostwrite for somebody and never be seen, I'm 100% okay with that. Right. Like, I just want to... I just want to be in a studio. I just want to make music and harmonies and write and, like... You want to create. That's it. Just create. Just right? create. So, um, I just got to the point where I'm okay. I'm okay whether I'm not famous. I'm okay if only two people listen to my single. I'm okay, you know, whether it happens or not. And... Which is impossible because there's... Eight of us here, seven of us who listen to yeah, 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 yeah. and they're all true fans. Like I gotta say, like so I'm talking stepdaughters, about. little wife, the kids, they all bump my music hard and tell their friends and stuff. So I got a couple little fans, you know. Good, good, good. But um, yeah, now I got a project coming out uh, with my cousin uh, named Illinois. He actually is in Nashville, so he's a producer, and he and me decided to try something I wanted to do my whole life but like we said before like I was as a creative I was scared too right like I just was hesitant and then when I decided like no this is what I want to do I mean I talked to him and so I wanted to fuse hip-hop and like old doo-wop okay (laughs) just I've always loved that old sound crooner music Motown music you know and it's as hip hop and R and B as I am, like that's one of my favorite genres of music to listen to, like that type of era, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he's full so, of surprises. So yeah, yeah so, <laughs> so we great. did. So we, we we have an EP that's almost finalized um, with that type of music, with the fusion of hip hop oh and so good. It's so fun. And it's yeah, awesome. That's, that's and dope. Man. Everybody's liking it, so I'm finalizing that and putting it out and seeing how it how it does. I have tracks with a couple of people like the Reza Brothers up in Canada that are doing real big things and I have well, I, was, I was working on an EP with them we might just release this like four or five songs that we did already together um, and then I have a whole bunch of singles that I've done with, with artists or solo that I'm just going to release as singles like I'm not worried about a- uh, angles I'm not worried about being in a box or a genre I'm not worried about putting an album out I'm not worried about anything if it feels good and I feel like it's good for the times I'm going to put the song out and music out. So that's where I'm at with it. That's how you do it, man. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thanks, like I told you, man, it was going to be fun. Like, I really had a good time. I mean, e- e- even with all like the, the nightmare stories <laughs> <laughs> that you told, uh, it was no, it was very informative, just like I wanted it to be. And I think a lot of people are really it. I think your stories are going to resonate with people and it's going to be just awesome for people to hear that like no i i can get what they have mm-hmm. you know I, I can absolutely i can absolutely get it oh man okay well <laughs> that right. is that is the end of the show thank you all for listening and i will catch you next time see ya Hello.